0: Entire production supervised by Big one oh. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode <music> Ladies and gentlemen, we watched Ghost Rider This is not the one where he pisses fire
2: Real missed opportunity
3: uh, We got time that's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: sure. A movie uh, that uh halfway into it I was like this has been on for 4 hours. Let me go on Wikipedia. And then I saw, oh, the writer and director of Daredevil. That checks out. Yeah, what a they shock. Gave him another shot to do it again, huh? <laughs> cool. <Good laughs> job, Daredevil
0: man. fucking blows.
2: It sure does. Yeah. Speaking of movies that have like a fucking hour long origin story with a little kid and a sick dad. Jesus Christ.
0: Oh man. But we'll get there. Parker, have you ever actually read the the Ghost Rider comics? Because I haven't. No. All right. Well, I'm sure they're very cool. A guy rides a motorcycle so fast he turns into the devil. Yeah. I mean, and mean, uh, we'll get they, to that,
2: but it's like yeah. such a foolproof premise. How does yeah. how does this come out of it?
0: Like it looks so cool. Like if you were to look up a picture of Ghost Rider, be like, "Well, oh, that's awesome." Make a movie out of that, and then they did. And you're like, "Oh." <laughs> well, uh, before we get into it, Parker, yeah. do we have any news?
2: i mean we lost a very important figure in entertainment chris i know you've been torn up about it but uh gallagher taught me it was okay to be weird he taught me a lot about comedy and smashing watermelons it was an important uh, role in my childhood i know you're feeling it you talk all the time about how like you're gonna watch all of his specials again it's just it's rough man how huh? comedy lost a great one
0: yeah, I mean, that's the thing is I, I am planning to watch all of his specials in order obviously that's the way that it's intended from the canonical Gallagher list Oh, that's the so new guys list, need okay. to, Yeah, so you guys don't need to <laughs> assign them to me, is what I'm saying Uh, yeah, Gallagher is dead Uh And, uh I was gonna do like a 21 gun salute and instead it'd be like a smashing watermelon sound effect, but I couldn't find a good sound effect for that, so I was gonna like instead use like an anime orgasm voice and then I thought you know what I could be using my time more productively no nah,
2: just so find just it just, like bought a
3: watermelon yourself and smashed it tribute I could have done that just yeah.
0: find like
2: a Tom and Jerry cartoon or yeah. someone can sue with a mallet and we're gonna count yeah. that hey, hey,
3: yeah, let's check it
1: out I invented a new tiktok challenge <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh now that he's dead he can't sue uh, apparently exactly. he used to like sue his brother whenever his brother would just come in and just do his uh his act. Didn't didn't he sell his act yeah. to his brother? No, yeah. apparently uh, I think he like I think he leased it or something. I said you could do anything except for smashing the watermelons. So his brother well, What
3: are you even buying? It.
1: It's like a uh, fucking so NFT.
3: <laughs> I
0: I dude it, it's like this long drive it actually went to court. I didn't I, I like Peru's Wikipedia. Okay, I don't. I'm not like intimately familiar with Gallagher. Not like Josh Gallagher's <laughs> brother. You're twice the Watermelon stranger. Gallagher ever <laughs> Oh, Alex. I guess you can guess what his brother's uh, stage name was.
2: Gallagher Two. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. Literally. Yeah.
2: Did anyone reach out to Gallagher Two? Was his comment just like damn scoreboard?
0: I, I mean, now he can go fuck Gallagher One's wife. All right. Well. All
2: right. <laughs> just for the sake of brevity. I know all of his <laughs> jokes already. <laughs> so we don't need to go
0: through that awkward phase where I tell you I'm not my brother. You guys seem just call me Gallagher, too.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, Speaking of news, by the way, Chris, wonderful news for you. They've officially pulled the plug in the Fantastic Beasts franchise.
2: Let's fucking go, boys. We did it. Pre-
3: presumably because you know J.K. Rowling just cannot help being transphobic, and also because Ezra Miller's going to get in jail for sixteen years. I but, also, know.
0: I also thought it was over. Wasn't the last one like that ends the story? Well, no one's no. ever
3: really gone, Chris. not even close to the end of the story you watched that you should know that there's there's I thought thought there was
0: like closure there I can't remember well yeah because that movie does not stick in my memory very well
3: yeah they condensed three movies into one because they saw the writing on the wall but you know the studio still still could have yeah yeah yeah.
0: Didn't didn't the head of Warner Brothers say he wants to make another Harry Potter movie and people were just like why? Buddy, the be? head of
3: Warner Brothers has been fucking on one since this oh, whole yeah. he's discovery he wants, thing. Like, he's so
0: like, we haven't done a Superman movie in a while. And I was just like, yeah, he did. The head of Warner <laughs> Brothers, Brothers could only
2: put two movies in theaters, and they were Black Adam and Don't Worry, Darling. He's got nothing <laughs> to worry about, bro.
0: Spoilers: I don't think either
2: of them are going to China either. Shit's not looking so hot. Well, maybe it's just M two
3: will be. It'd be really awkward to see Black Adam in China with The Rock edited out of it. (laughs) Wow. Pierce Brosnan's in a lot of this movie. (laughs) That's
0: so weird. Wait, maybe we should watch the Chinese cut. That sounds better. Wow. Okay. Let's get into our Jerks of the Week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. My Jerk of the Week is myself. Uh, I did a very naughty thing. Josh, my close friend and musical associate, messaged me. He says, uh, you know what? My girlfriend... Who he's actually dating for real.
3: Who is real. Is
0: uh, Yeah, not Canadian. <laughs> she got everything everywhere all at once. I guess on uh, Blu-ray or something. So, hey, dating someone with good taste. And uh, well. D- well. Well. Anyway, <laughs> got <it's>, him. <laughs> so, uh, he was like, I guess we're going to watch it. And I'm sleeping while this is happening. And then he was just like, yeah, it was pretty good. And I, I have to admit, a little bit me kind of got pissed off because it's like, no, it's the best thing you've ever seen. Well, And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, it was all right. Uh, Sometimes he had a little bit of difficulty taking it seriously because there are a lot of silly moments in there. And my argument is that the silly moments make it easier for me to take it seriously because otherwise it'd just be, like, too maudlin, too melodramatic. And he was like, okay, you know, that's a fair point. I'm like, anyway, I'm glad you watched it with your girlfriend because uh, it, it turns out that Asian women seem to really like this movie because they can identify with a lot of the characters. And I said, unfortunately, you have to ruin this tender moment. And then I sent him that picture of the pizza with the testicle on it. And <laughs> apparently, that was the wrong time to send that to him. I did not get any other details about that, but he said, wow, Chris, not the time. So, oops. <laughs>
3: we can use our imaginations As if he of
2: all people Wouldn't be the first
3: <laughs> oh, Check it out My buddy sent me a picture of this Pooza <laughs> Oh look, uh, my buddy Chris is talking about
1: Oh
0: <laughs> Well, uh, who are your jerks of the week?
3: Alex, you want to go ahead While I gather my emotions? Sure, why oh. not um, I'll let you guys decide if this person is a jerk or hero of the week. Oh. <laughs> Spoilers, it's me. Um, <laughs> Is this another so, guy you killed? <laughs> if only. Uh, so the other night, I, I went to a concert with a buddy of mine. Um, now, for context, this, this friend of mine is significantly more attractive than myself. So, normally, when it's just the two of us hanging out, like, women will, like, come up to hit on him, but he's diffident as shit, and, like extremely standoffish so, and so i have just very much reveled in the role of wingman and by wingman i mean reverse wingman who's trying to drive the women that he doesn't want to talk to away by being myself so uh we're hanging out uh this girl comes over in between the t- the the two sets um starts talking to the two of us um i of course was in the middle of talking about how much i fucking hate everyone from dc one of my favorite conversation topics at all times so uh it's very apparent that this girl is, has come over to talk to one of us. And, uh, well, you know, we, we're, we're talking for a couple minutes and I'm, uh, I was like, wow, you know, it's really weird. You know, you, you live in D.C. and you haven't asked me what I, uh, you know, what my job is yet, like everyone else does here. So let me go ahead and ask you, do you work for one of the companies that blows up brown kids or one of the companies that drops leaflets that says so sorry after somebody else blows up the brown kids? To which she literally couldn't figure out how to respond for a minute and a half and then a minute after that re- revealed that I was the one she came over to talk to <laughs>
0: you're the jerk of the week because I still didn't get an answer you gotta be an intrepid journalist you pursue that link alright <laughs> she. May, maybe she's got a hand in both pies you know she's, it's very she's possible well, yeah, that's, that's how you, you gotta logistics. make ends meet. I mean, rent's really expensive yeah. in D.C. I don't know if you've been looking. God,
3: I have... <laughs> International logistics. I fly both the bombs and the so sorry cards. <laughs> <laughs> Show was a good time, though. I'm not, a, I'm not normally a guy that, you know, shouts things at shows because I'm not a fucking loser. Yeah. But uh, the very Canadian band was, uh, you know, talking shit on D.C. because, you know, they burned down our White House, and I got an opportunity to yell, do it again! <laughs> <laughs> Never not taking that one, you know? Hey, Parker, what you got first, buddy? Hey,
0: Parker, sounds like you're uh, more similar to me than Alex.
2: I don't expect my beloved Cowboys to make anything happen in the playoffs. (laughs) All I wanted was to be in the Packers (laughs) owner's channel. That is all I've asked from this team. All they had to do was just run the goddamn football. (laughs) All I, I don't care about our record, I don't care who we beat, because like, let's face it, like, we get the wild card and then, like, what, San Francisco runs 300 yards on us, like, shit ain't happening. All you had to do was manage this game so I could have exclusive access to this channel. And you
3: motherfuckers have taken this from me. I ask for nothing in my life. Look somebody had to take this crank. It's, it just took a few weeks longer than we expected. I, and unfortunately, it wasn't Josh. I am in hell. <laughs> I will never see the fucking beauty of El Dorado
2: because my dog shit team can't close out a game against a team that's not 2-8. and eight.
3: Well, uh... Hate my life. Parker, I, ha- I have a, uh, a little shining light in the darkness for you. What's um the The owners have voted and we have decided that uh, whoever's team wins the Super Bowl gets to kick one person out of the Packers ownership club. That's a good bit. So we've been speculating about who would kick out who. I was like, well, I'm kicking out Josh. He's not going to get back in for 20 years. Exactly. Josh is like, why would you do that? That's not fair. That's funny. <laughs> wow, yeah, dude, kick course. me out? and Now is not the time for that, dude. Well, I, I mean, now that Repick and Yellow Cyclone are in there continuing their no. little bitch
1: fest, like, <laughs> no, I, it's like, I need to give you guys hope. Uh, I'm actually the not bad.
2: You're the one who's mad actually yeah. As I'm there fuming Working my first Sunday shift In like three years Listening to the calls on YouTube And just like doing the fucking like Arnold handshake Of like just run the ball Every time I look at the screen I see pass incomplete like, what? Why is he throwing 45 fucking times? I, I love my game manager quarterback Everything's great you got to put the ball in his
0: hands it's fine you got him next year yeah no one won't well let's get into what we watched maybe that will clear things up this one fulfills an assignment uh this is uh the assignment was stars a former or stars a member of snl i i believe former counts is that correct
3: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It doesn't have to be current because uh, like, uh, yeah. who's watching a movie yeah. with any of those people? I don't think it.
2: anyone yeah. can name one except Keenan and Good Burger. Yeah, exactly. to yeah, yeah, yeah. that's too good.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Well, so I've already seen. Yeah,
3: that. you you could have watched Two Heads Are Better Than None or Snakes on a Plane.
0: Yeah, okay, I could have counted that. Instead, uh, <laughs> the reason I because uh, I'm going to mention this one, I might as well mention it now. It's called Cabin Boy. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, wolf. <laughs> it stars uh, Chris Elliott. I, bl- I think is his name. He's uh, not the most memorable individual who's ever been on SNL. Uh, he may be wondering, well, why'd you watch this one? Well, I actually have a good reason for that. Uh, at Trivia, my team is no longer the best team in there. In fact, I think my team is one of the worst teams in there. And the team that's really good, like, really, really fucking good, uh, I think they, they found out that I watch a lot of movies. I don't know if they listen to the show, but they know I'm a movie guy, and... uh were, I think their strategy was, hey, what if we pick, like, this movie and he'll watch it? And I did, <laughs> and I still got the question
3: wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm consulting for their team, by the way, in case you were curious. There you go. All
0: right, yeah, Cabin Boy, the basic idea here, is, have you guys seen Cabin Boy?
1: No. All
2: right, the, I, the, I saw bits of it on TV, and even as a kid, after yeah. five minutes, I was like, oh, I'm not watching Yeah, this. it
0: just it just doesn't work. The basic idea oh. here is it's like a 19th century seafaring tale chris elliott plays a fancy lad uh the fancy lads are like an elite private school for boys. remember that like clickle article it's like oh finally mcdonald's released a lady fingers dessert for fancy lads who deserve a treat uh it's basically that except chris elliott is in his 30s and dressing up in like knickers and everything and you oh oh you have a question
3: so this is kind of like the stewie griffin thing where he dresses up in the the british uniform and sings
0: Anyway, so the answer rest of carefully. The yeah. Answer carefully. The basic thing here is, like, when I hear Fancy Lad, who's wearing, like, the stupid, like, British shoes and, like, the wig and everything, it, that kind of sounds funny anyway, because Fancy Lad is like, oh, someone, everyone's going to beat up on him, everyone's going to make fun of him. That should work. And it doesn't. It just doesn't work in this movie. It's not so much that the jokes are, like, unfunny, it's just every single one of them is a complete misfire. And you can tell it's very cheaply made. Apparently by the way, this is the only movie that uh David Letterman was ever in. I don't know if I believe that, but people say it's true. Uh people wouldn't lie. Yeah, exactly. I will admit that as the movie went on and I'm watching it, I it it brought my senses down a little bit. Not in the same way that like uh Beavis and Butthead to America did for you and your wife, Alex, but
1: for me, yeah, <laughs> what it, a cool it, it turned yeah.
3: it, it turned us into people who uh, would hang out with you at the movies, that's right? Exactly. Sure. Yeah, this movie, <laughs> I
0: I was watching, it and it just got so off the the path of whatever the movie was walking down before. I was just like, I don't really know what I'm watching, but I, I guess I respect them for doing what they thought would be cool, and it's I, I didn't mind. That I was basically fine with it. One of the things about it that I kind of like is I like. Uh, historical anachronisms that are done on purpose. Like, let's say it, the movie takes place in the 19th century, right? And they mention electric toothbrushes. I, I think that's kind of funny. That That's where it works on me. It's kind of like the Secret of Monkey Island thing. So I kind of got those, those vibes from it. So the movie's not, like, embarrassing or anything. It's just kind of boring. It just doesn't work. So, I, I don't know. It's just, it's not for me. You know what's for me? How many of these do I watch? Oh, check out the number one, two, three. Uh, I think four. I think four i think four total stephen king movies yeah oh, yeah oh yeah. god and one of them why one of them was how long is it i think it's a four to six hours some some in that time range uh the tv adaptation of the stand yep <clears throat> so here's the thing pass a lot of uh, Stephen King's works are so long that they couldn't be released theatrically. You have to do them in a, a TV miniseries release. Uh, this this was with. Go ahead.
3: Question. Uh, no, you don't. Correct.
0: If you want to adapt them, if Bonus you're a points. studio, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this started with uh what was a was that vampire one Parker the one that you didn't like very much Salem slot. Yeah, don't Salem's worry, there's
2: lot. another one coming next year Hong oh, Kong. Good.
0: Yeah, Salem's Lot La- is there. Uh, what, what else is on there? Uh, it it the uh, the nineteen ninety one with Tim Curry is on there. The Langoliers that don't have a piece of paper to rip. So good. You're the Tommyknockers cover, is on there. It, like you see all those for
2: everything so you... we've been through together. Yeah, <laughs> it's a napkin.
0: <laughs> now you you, you, you it's see like all those ones together. You're just like, well, geez, none of those are really good. Like, why would you keep doing this? Evidently, it doesn't work out. And I answer. The Stand is one of the best TV miniseries adaptations of a novel I think I've ever seen. And How many have couple, you seen?
1: Uh,
0: most of them are <laughs> Stephen King work, so unfortunately, uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm best. saying.
1: <laughs> but, like,
0: this is actually really good. I, I actually thought The Stand was uh, fantastic. A lot of people say that it gets worse as it goes on and the ending is a letdown. And Yeah, it's true, but like it's a Stephen King. It has his name right on the the front of it right there, so I'm already mentally preparing myself for the ending to suck. So when it does suck, I'm just like, oh, that's whatever, it's all that coming. The opening is wonderful. This is great. The basic idea here is there is a virus that's going all throughout the world that's killing people off, and only some people are immune, and they have to uh, sort of stand together against uh, an evil immortal demon thing that's uh, trying to kill them as well. And it's a huge cast of characters. It's very well acted. Rob Lowe I know he's been in a bunch of stuff and I haven't seen anywhere near his entire filmography. This is probably my favorite performance with him. He plays a deaf mute and he is sensational. I, I It was like he was a different actor. I'd never seen him this good before. So I know he's apparently he's really good in West Wing and a whole Correct. bunch of other stuff. But in The Stand, man, he was I, I like I said, sensational. Gary Sinise is in this, a uh, whole, whole bunch of other people. I, I really like The Stand. I liked it so much, I might read the book. That book is like 1,100 pages. I, I Seriously, I was having such a good time. Now I know why Dan likes that book so much. So uh, I would actually highly recommend The Stand. Now this was the 1994 version, because uh, that's on the list. There was a remake, I think, like two years ago, and uh, who's it? I think it might have like Whoopi yeah. Goldberg. In yeah, it I never
2: heard a word about it, and I hang out with fucking weirdos. So.
0: Yeah, no. But one's also, it was
2: to. straight to Paramount Plus when that was like oh. brand new, so no one watched it, and no one's gone back for it. So,
0: yeah, I I don't have any use for uh, for the new one, the, but the original version of the Stand that's actually worth your time. I, I would give it a chance. I know the book is really long; it's probably too long to you know for the ending. Watch, watch the TV special. You can watch the whole thing with no commercials, nothing on it, for free on YouTube. So it is it is worth your time. I actually love The Stand. So, look, Stephen King, but he's good. He's really good. And the other thing is he actually deserves he deserves a ton of credit for this because he wrote the screenplay. And writing a screenplay is a lot different from writing a book. You need to learn how to write visually. And he does that so well. He and The musical choices are great. And he just knows exactly how things ought to be played out. I I had a really good time with this. So, the stand rules. Oh, here's a good one. 1994's movie Wolf. Oh, buddy. This stars Jack <laughs> This stars Jack Nicholson as a werewolf. Yeah, dude. And Michelle oh. Pfeiffer uh, as a woman. Apparently, uh, gross. In the in the script, if you read it, it's just like, huh? She's kind of just a damsel in distress, is just like uh, you know some some woman for the guy to lust after. And when she signed on, the producers like, hey, you know, we can like rewrite this and sort of pick up the role, make it. And she was like, I don't care. I just want to work with Jack Nicholson. They're like, oh, okay. It takes a and, lot of
2: wherewithal to be like, this is a movie where Jack Nicholson's a werewolf. That's fine. I don't need yeah. more screen yeah. time. <laughs> it's
0: the uh, right call. It, it's all right. I don't think I like this as much as uh, *Innocent Blood*, the vampire movie that w- that was also an erotic thriller. Wolf is okay. They're, I think they're trying to kind of do like, oh, he's an aging businessman, but the the lycanthropy gives him renewed energies. Doesn't really work. Uh, but it, it was okay, and Nicholson's always good. You know, he never really turns into bad performance. So, I don't know. It's all, your mileage may vary with that one. Yeah,
2: that's a movie from that era that. Does not exist. When they were great, trying to do yeah. like big budget reimaginings of mm-hmm. the classic ones, no one talks about Wolf, and like that's fine. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of people consider uh, 1994 to be like the greatest year in cinema. That's obviously open to debate. But whenever people talk about all the great movies in 1994, no one's saying Wolf.
2: It was better than that fucking Frankenstein movie you watched.
0: Uh, that Ken of the
2: all one. That's yeah, uh that's not good. No, I
0: don't like that one. But before I get to... Well, let's talk about him right now, since you mentioned it. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring Kenneth Branagh. Sucks dick. I, uh... <laughs> it's just... I, mean, I watched it, it th- for
2: one reason, and that was yeah. like, are you telling me Robert De Niro's playing Frankenstein's monster?
0: He, I got two
2: hours, let's get it.
0: You know what? I Surprisingly, like, Robert De Niro's like one of the great actors of all time, right? Not in this, he's not. No. Man... Frankenstein in this movie is a fucking chatterbox. He won't shut up. I thought Frankenstein was just supposed to go. Rrr. It's like no, he's like speaking complete sentences.
2: Oh, uh, if you read the book, I'm just kidding. You know, I you haven't. know,
0: I've I've read the book, and I like the movie adaptations a lot more because again, it's like writing for a visual sort of thing. If he's if he's able to speak complete sentences, it's not cool because then it's like that old joke as he floats away on that ice float at the end of the book that he could just say, oh, by the way, it's okay if you call me Frankenstein instead of the monster. It's not okay. (laughs) Those were his last words. And Mary Shelley removed those at the end for length. So, uh, no, this is not good. And I know Kenneth Branagh went on to do much better work, but this one doesn't work. Not that I've seen. (laughs) Everyone in this movie is fucking yelling. (laughs) I can't stand that. Uh, And it's all, and worst of all, it takes place in Britain. So, ugh.
2: Yeah. Minus
0: five stars. Yeah. You know it's a good movie from nineteen ninety four, Street Fighter Two: The Animated Movie. So they made an anime out of Street Fighter Two, which was a fighting game where you beat each other up. And dude, the musical choices here. First of all, Ken, who's like he's got blonde hair, he wears red. He's driving a convertible with his hot girlfriend down the highway, like uh, like Justin Long in Barbarian, and they play "Them Bones" over it, and I was like. <laughs> Wait a second. Who gave this movie permission to kick ass? (laughs) How have I not seen this? What the fuck? Dude, it's actually really fucking good. And the end song, which I actually sent to uh, Parker, the ending of the movie is uh, Ryu has defeated M. Bison, but M. Bison's spirit reappears. He's driving uh, a a semi right behind him on the highway, and Ryu notices the last second, jumps up and spin kicks the windshield, and it freeze frames, credits roll, and you hear, ARE YOU READY? (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah,
3: dude.
2: This is a huge missed opportunity in my life.
0: Now, here's the best part. It's like, uh uh-oh, it's Japanese, no VA. Is there a rape scene? No.
3: Hell yeah, dude. Here's the bad news. Is there
0: a hellquake? No. Ah,
3: well, can't win them all.
0: Well, here's the thing. Uh, So, (laughs) one of the central characters is Chun-Li. Right off the bat, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, how's that gonna go? She does have a shower scene. There is some nudity there, but it never reaches sexual assault so you're just like huh that's oddly <laughs> merciful you know <laughs> I don't know if they did that in the Tekken movie I can't remember I wrote a review about it I already forgot it and this is better than that it doesn't even have a Hachi biting uh, an axe the animation is surprisingly smooth in some sections there's an opening scene in which uh, uh, Cammy the girl who doesn't wear pants she attacks a guy and the fight scene is so, so smoothly edited I was like Barker Parker just bear with me. Okay. This looks better than any of the Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z fights I've ever seen. Correct. And I know, I, I know no one gets screen punched into an iceberg, but it it's just so smooth. It, it's so fluid. It works just wonderfully. I watched the dub because, of course, I would recommend that version. It, it looks good. It sounds good. Uh, it turns out the best video game movie, uh, or the first good video game movie, was just sitting right under our noses the whole time highly recommend Star Trek, and uh, not Star Trek, the Street Fighter to the speaking of Star Trek, this is why I got confused. I finally finished TNG, all seven seasons. Jesus Christ. I, I was, I was booking it, man. I was trying to go through it. TNG is actually good. Uh, I even like it more than the original series. It is worth watching. The characters are really good. The science is good. The, the fiction is, really the final episode, All Good Things, one of my favorite episodes of any TV show I've ever seen. What a great ending episode. And then they made a cinematic adaptation called Generations. Oh, boy! Oh, the boy. only thing
2: I know about TNG is that all the movies are absolute dog water.
0: Well, I would say almost all of them. I haven't seen all. I've only seen the first two so far. Huh.
2: Hey, uh, Gen- uh, let me know when you get to Nemesis, buddy.
0: I I, I want to see Nemesis. I, I'm going to movie nemesis that almost, almost made
2: almost made Tom Hardy drink himself to death.
0: <laughs> I believe it. So, Generations is the one where Jean Luc Picard meets Captain Kirk. Well, let's get into our next. Uh, cool. Yeah, let's get into our next <laughs> Stephen King movie. This could be a future episode. This is one that Parker has been talking about for a long time. Now I'm going to say the title, and Alex, I want you to guess what the plot would be about. This is a movie called The Mangler.
3: Um, is it about a pit bull? <laughs>
0: closer than I thought you would get because I thought that a lot of Stephen King Stephen King tries to do what like Hitchcock do you know you take a simple story or simple idea and you make it scary I thought oh this, this is going to be his slasher he's going to this is a guy who mangles people it is not a man nor is it a pit bull. the mangler is realistic. a haunted laundry
3: machine <laughs> I'm not making that up I believe you you're not dumb enough to come up with that buddy no
0: I uh, close but the the Mangler uh, now Parker has warned me just how bad this movie is let me tell you this is a bad movie it is also i would argue one of the most good bad movies I've seen. that's the thing about stephen king is when he's good he's really good but when he's bad he's even better because the bangler that's right up there with fucking maximum overdrive or the lawnmower man you know the bangler the the bad guy in this movie is that is that robert england doing that it sure is. yeah robert england whatever playing, he's doing he's doing mr burns if mr burns had like you know, the, the, the what are the leg braces things where you can't like bend your knees anymore and you have to walk on crutches like a crab or something. He is doing one in this movie. It is a hundred percent worth watching. I I had so much fucking fun with this is the silliest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Toby uh,
2: Hooper, a real director who has made real movies. Like, had he
0: made Poltergeist at this point? Like... No, he had made Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Was thirteen years before this. Oh my god! My that's... theory is he did not make Poltergeist. That was that was uh, Steven Spielberg. I don't... <laughs> There's no way you make Poltergeist and then you make this. <laughs>
2: A, oh fuck that's right you're in the 90s oh man yeah in my head this was like <laughs> yeah, i guess yeah, was like what 1980 like oh no was, he yeah, made, yeah. He made several big projects like hey what stephen king project do you want but like oh the, I know the he one the... he wrote that was like 10 pages long because his mom worked at a laundry press
0: <laughs> yeah like uh, he made uh fucking what was it uh he made life force like ten years before this, right? And Life that, Force is a real movie. You
2: that's know? a that's a picture right there.
0: Yeah, it is. That oh that that desiccated corpse? Ooh. Mm. But like uh yeah, question.
3: Does the mangler ever say it's
0: mangle in time? The mangler I don't does a mangler speak or does it just make laundry machine noises?
2: I feel like I would remember if it spoke, but yeah, also exactly. I'm not he... willing to rule it I, out.
3: Honestly, I just assume that coked out Stephen King had a talking laundry machine well
0: it is a hell beast uh, I'm pretty sure the devil does come through the uh, laundry machine and then they have oh, to hell yeah, big leak for the devil this, this is show. a big like it, it feels like it takes place in the Hellraiser universe so Clyde Barker if you want to sue yeah, go for it
2: sue the estate
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I forgot you said alright well uh, let's get on to the next one here this is one that I've had multiple opportunities to see at the Alamo but I just didn't have time or like some came up or whatever and I finally watched it and I remember when I said to you guys are like really You're gonna waste like ten bucks on an Alamo ticket to see this I was like I don't know whatever check it out well imagine my shock when I found out this movie's actually really good I had a good time with this it's called Tommy Boy and it's David Spade and uh, Chris Farley I I gotta admit this this one worked on me and I guess this would also fulfill the Stars and SNL cast member I was gonna say yeah, these are the ones who are well known instead of Chris Elliott not Elliot. watch yeah. the other one <laughs> yeah I uh, I, I was surprised. I like Tommy... Boy. Here's here's the take that'll get me crucified. I like Tommy Boy a lot more than playing trains and automobiles. And they're very similar movies. Uh, normal guy is pretty irascible. Fat, funny guy. And they're on the road together. And there's a little bit of heart in there. And it's ultimately a comedy. I, Tommy Boy's funny. Chris Farley is funny. It, it seems to me like... This is one of those movies where both David Spade and Chris Farley... Seem like funny people, and they seem like they would be really funny off screen as well. I'm not going to pretend like there are jokes that don't work in here because there are several jokes that simply don't work. But there's a lot of stuff in here that like really worked for me. There's a I like the camaraderie between the two. You could tell they got along until apparently, uh, Farley was uh, was sober for this movie. I think only this movie, and uh, so Spade went out with uh, Rob Lowe. And he didn't invite Farley, who, who was also feeling sick. And then Farley found out about it, and got really mad, and stomped on David Spade's tuna sandwich. And then they fought about, it, and then they weren't speaking for a bit. And yet the movie—I I like the movie. The movie makes a it has like a decent message to be like, uh, hey, just be yourself, and maybe you could sell these sorts of things, and uh, we can work together to solve our problems. I like that. I I actually think this one's pretty good. So uh, I'm not—I don't know if this gets like a huge recommendation, but uh, I had a good time.
2: So, is that one Fat Guy in a Little Coat, or is that the other it one? It is, yeah.
0: That's, okay. So I I will defend Fat Guy in a Little Coat here. Apparently, how that came about was the same way Yoda came about for us. That was a complete inside <laughs> joke between David Spade and Chris Farley. And they're like, look, if we laugh that hard at it, well, maybe someone else will. And I don't know, it didn't necessarily work on me, but I, I, stopped, I watched it. I was just like, huh, there's something else going on there. And as it turns out... Uh, I don't know, it's just an inside joke. So it's whatever. I mean, we would have done the same thing. If we were to make a movie, we'd put a Yoda joke in there somewhere, you know? We'll get to Yoda <laughs> soon.
3: We would we would write, like, a heartfelt coming-of-age story with fucking Bigfoot attacks in it, dude. Boy, like. we would, yeah, Bigfoot's gonna be in there, alright? My boy. Uh, over I mean, there. It doesn't matter what the genre is, you're correct. Oh, yeah, of
0: course. Alright, next one. Uh, I'm only mentioning this because it's actually good. This is a movie called Mute Witness. Mute Witness, Parker, have you heard of this one? Nope. Oh, this one's going on your list. I think you'd love this. In fact, I would say, watch it with the little lady. Mute Witness is about a woman who uh, cannot speak. That's what mute means. So, witness means that she sees something that happens. So, she's working as a makeup artist on a movie. One of those gory slasher sort of movies. And uh, it's kind of hard for her to communicate with everyone else because not everyone speaks sign language. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she goes home after the shoot and she witnesses someone filming a snuff film. And she's like oh my god i gotta go to the police but people who were who were filming that snuff video they they see her and they find her and they're chasing after her. they want to kill her and she has the disc every time a movie has a disc i'm like "Uh oh i have to pay attention uh, the reason this movie works is because the lead actress whose name escapes me uh she is she's so much fun in this movie there's like little moments of comedy in here and she she looks like she's having a good time even though it is a very difficult situation for a mute person in any situation, really. It's pretty tough for a mute person in this world, but the, what it is, it is all about I am faced with a problem, I have to find a solution. And as an engineer, that's my job. And I, I like the way that she figures out problems and she finds ways to solve them. And uh, the ending's really good, too. I, I do recommend Mute Witness. I think you'd have a really good time.
2: And to list.
0: Yeah. Uh, now one, I think you've I think you've both seen, but uh, if you haven't, let me know. This is called "Tales from the Hood." Oh, buddy, dude, I wasn't expecting "Tales from the Hood" to uh, to quite be like this. So, "Tales from the Hood," maybe yeah. maybe you can kind of see this, right? because like, most of it is pretty obvious. This is, I believe, either produced or executive produced by uh, Spike Lee, fan of the show, and it's four tales in, in the uh, in the sense of like the compendium sort of horror anthologies. And they're obviously designed by race. So the first one is uh, what, what's that about? It's uh oh geez, I already forgot the first one. I remember the the one that was about the abuse of parents. I remember the one about um, the uh, the David Duke stand-in. Oh yeah, the the first one's about the the racist cops uh, beat and kill the um that uh, racial agitator. Right.
2: Glad we're done with that.
0: Yeah, good thing that's not happening anymore. But the one that really got me is the last one, which is about black-on-black crime. <laughs> and I was like, uh, wait, what you guys are doing that? And it's, you can't even make the thing, it's like, oh, no, 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 it's about gang violence. No, they say pretty explicitly it's about black-on-black crime. <laughs> now, Parker, you've mentioned repeatedly on the show about how black-on-black crime is a serious problem in the nation. But I'll skip. yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say
2: I called it a problem, but I did speak on it. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying it's a fact of life. <laughs> no, certain neighborhoods, neighborhoods. <laughs> anybody from his state listens to this. Don't cut me off. Certain neighborhoods. <laughs> <Being> sense <God. laughs> <laughs> that's that's a new art for the show. Is you have like censor tape over your mouth?
2: <laughs> oh God, give me some caution tape.
0: <laughs> sure, I can't. You better this guy.
2: <laughs> better listen before they take us off the air. <laughs> So anyways, uh, we watched a movie this week.
1: Well,
0: every single Cancel segment one. is really good. Every <laughs> single one is very well done. I kind of like the Black Black Crime one a lot more than everyone else does. Not just because it's a serious problem facing our nation, but it's a little bit more science fiction-y than the other ones. It's a little bit more of a what-if, and um, <clears throat> it also it also presents a solution, and it's like, why you shouldn't do this sort of thing. Uh, it's also like, hey, here's why murder is bad. <laughs> You know, instead of let's send these little goblin dolls after David Duke, which is, I mean, Joe Dante might as well have directed that. But no, Tales of Hood is good. I, I like that movie, it's very well
2: thought. The David Allen Greer one's my favorite with the fucked up little stop motion thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, no, I have to admit, problem. that one, it, it made me feel a little bit bad because I, I hate seeing kids get hurt, you know? I was, man, I, I felt really bad for that kid, you know? That, that kid reminded me of, like, kids that I had coached on the wrestling team. I was like, man, I hope it's on well, it's okay, but he won so you know And
2: the most important part of any Short anthology run. is the wraparound in the man oh yeah that's, that's guy. a good wraparound yeah. that guy <laughs> I thought that can was Jordan he do our show? <laughs> can he do our intros well
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. alright next one is a Spanish movie from Spain this was called The Day of the Beast Parker you didn't tell us that you were in this movie
2: <laughs> I've almost watched this several times but every time I go to put it on I'm like I don't feel like reading right now. It's 2 no, 2.30 like on a Sunday.
0: That's fair. Let me try to sell you on this one. The Day of the Beast, the basic idea here is there is a priest who goes around doing as much evil as he can. I gotta tell you, dude, he's not doing a very good job. But the basic idea is he believes that the devil is coming back to Earth and he has to summon the devil by doing as much evil so that he can then defeat the, he can then defeat the devil and uh, then save humanity. I don't think that actually makes any sense. And I think even in the movie they're just like, that sounds kind of stupid. But... He's doing it anyway. And he decides that the devil's gonna to go to Spain of all places. I don't know. Sure. One of the people that he enlists in his quest to save humanity is he goes to a record store, which is stalked by which is a uh it employs a very obese, heavy metal guy
3: who uh Sup it's He redundant. is
0: the heart of the smokies. Awesome, yeah. He is he's great, but even better is his dad. His dad walks around wearing uh, an unbuttoned uh, short sleeve shirt and no pants and no underwear. He is constantly just hanging braid throughout the entire movie. <laughs>
3: Come on, Bam. You He's... can't just give all these old records.
0: Come on, Bam. I don't this. care if the devil's coming back. I got work in the morning. No, this is <laughs> <it's> fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Uh, I watched this one dubbed. I would recommend watching it dubbed if you can find oh, it dubbed. Hell yeah, do Yeah. If you can't, I don't that was an option. Yeah, well, that's, maybe that's just if I like that. But, uh, also, yeah. the dub is horrible. Oh, <laughs> of is, course. I, mean, yeah. I think it's the yeah. same guy doing like every single voice. That's just the way I like it.
2: Man, the idea of Phil Margera just forcing this dumbass kid to listen to Megadeth all day is really doing a lot for me.
0: <laughs> that's going to get me through the night. Yeah. All right, let's get into Mallrats. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Now, one of my... I'm locked son- in one of my assignments was Kevin James slash Kevin Smith and I That's was like you picked huh I have to admit I don't have a lot of Kevin James left I've seen those yeah, same movies. dude <laughs> uh, I looked at the remaining the ones so I was like well I'm not
3: gonna do grown-ups too this <laughs> lot of space has been broadened because yeah. uh, Kevin James has been a staple in this podcast for several years
0: great right. yeah well here's the thing I was like all right I'll do a Kevin Smith movie there was a time in this country's nascent history in which, people like kevin smith movies right and i was like let's watch one of them ball rats was well received right wrong In, i don't know yeah. who told you that <laughs> i think i saw it on the back of a cereal box i don't know this movie fucking blows this is one of the most <laughs> embarrassing movies i've ever seen i cast your mind back remember when i watched the the jay and silent bob reboot and I was watching it, and I think I may have said it kind of felt like a fake movie. I almost felt like he was making fun of uh, his own fans because he's playing like these little musical cues as sound effects, almost the way that Looney Tunes would, but there's no marimba, so it's not funny. I was like, why is he doing that? That's not a real movie. This this is a joke. You know, this feels like a, a Geico commercial. I don't know what's going on, except it's an hour 30. Apparently, that's exactly what he did in Mallrats. And that's one of the things that makes Ballrats not even feel like a real movie. Like, if you told me this is the same guy that did Clerks, I would have been like, Did you hit him first? Did you, like, beat him up and make him do this? No, it turns out this was a passion project. He was really. He thought this was a good idea. He looked at Jason Lee in this movie and said, Yeah, this is good. No, we don't. We don't gotta, like, cut him out of the entire movie because he's the worst fucking character name. I. I look, I haven't done physical violence off the mat to anyone in 15 years but if i ever met jason lee's character in this movie i'd put him on the fucking floor i one of the most unlikable characters i have ever come across this guy fucking sucks he's actually really cool and funny Good news, buddy. You keep going to the Alamo for long enough. uh. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Here's the thing: like, it's not just the fact that he's horrible to his girlfriend. It's not just the fact that he's obnoxious and rude to everyone. It's not just the fact that he's like a comic book fan. Because, like, hey, if he's rude to his girlfriend, that's none of my business. If he's a comic book fan, hey, there's lots of them out there. And if he's obnoxious and rude to everyone, he meets like, hey, I'm not much better. He's constantly yelling. It's every single line is fucking bellowed. I don't get it I don't think that's you're the director you know he could just project like a normal person but he refuses to do so but the director unfortunately is also the writer Kevin Smith is a very bad writer and Mm -hmm. this is the weird thing I think Kevin Smith the person is a really funny guy I'm not even bullshitting here because like I've heard him speak I've heard it wasn't like stand up but he was like just doing like one of those college talks where he's talking like his experience with I was a prince or something like that
1: he yeah, was hilarious.
0: The man knows how to tell a good story. He knows where the comedic beats are. He knows how to make a funny face. That guy is funny. Why can't his movie be funny? It's it's just horrid. And I I get it because it's like it's kind of doing like the Clerks thing. It's just like, hey, these are just normal guys. Why not a movie for normal people? They're, these guys are just mall rats. They go to the. M- By the way, this I should get like half credit on watching a talking animal movie because these people are rats. So, can we count no. that. Shenron? Uh,
3: You can't use the same movie for Two Spaces. Sorry.
0: Alright. Well, uh, unfortunately, I don't get that one. Uh, Anyway, the dialogue in this... It's over... I don't know if this is, like, imposter syndrome or Havana syndrome or, like, the opposite of both or neither. I I don't know what. But, like, when I watch this movie, I'm, like... I almost get self-conscious, like... Do I write like that? Do Do I talk like that? I I I hope I don't, because this is fucking humiliating. And at first I was like, is it just the the actors don't know how to deliver it? But it's like, no, actually, this is just bad. This is just really really bad writing. And apparently, according to Parker, there's a commentary with uh, Ben Affleck, who's in this movie, much to his shame. And Kevin Smith, and Affleck's just shitting on the movie, and, like, Kevin Smith is, like, half-heartedly defending it. According to you, Park, what you texted me is Affleck was, like, trying to improvise and make the dialogue readable, and Kevin Smith was like, no, read the lines as written. Either do that or write your own script. And then he wrote Good Will Hunting. So, come on. (laughs) Got him, Kevin. While filming
2: Dogma, they had to leave to go get their Oscar and then come back and shoot Dogma.
0: See, here's the thing. There's an actual... You guys probably know this, but maybe some people in the audience don't know this. There is actually a career for people in Hollywood who will take a script, work with an actor, and they will rewrite the script so that it is readable, so that you can say these things out loud. Because there's some things that you can write them, and it sounds like beautiful prose, but if you try to say it out loud, you're gonna stumble over your words and it just doesn't work out. It sounds too flowery, it sounds too complex and, and it just doesn't work. And that's what he desperately needed on this project and he didn't get it. And He
2: writes all these fucking long monologues and like, cause that's the whole thing with Clerks, yeah. like he wrote the part of Randall for himself and he's like, oh, I can't remember all these lines, I'll just not talk. So it's like, you're writing all this shit that human beings don't say. It's like, alright, now I'll just deliver these quippy eight lines in a row. It's like, You know, Kev, that's not how people talk, man.
0: Yeah, what's what's weird is, like, I think he has some actors who can pull that off. This is a weird thing to compliment in this movie, because I had, like, a love-hate relationship with him in this movie, but I kind of liked Jason Mewes in this as Jay. Every once in a while, he will say something that it kind of sounds funny. He can actually say some of the dialogue that Kevin Smith does. Unfortunately, one of the other things he says is snoochie-boochies. He
2: says it a lot. <laughs> he says it a lot. Now,
0: you've mentioned this before, Parkers. You, you've been, like, snoochie and also boochies. I still don't know what the fuck he's doing. I have about. no fucking idea what that means. I think what he's doing is just, like, yeah, it's just a silly thing for him to say. I, again, if I met this guy at a mall, like, immediately on, on sight, I'm walking after him, like, just to put him down on the floor. The, I think the only person I liked without qualification was Ethan Suppley trying to see like the magic picture and like yelling at kids who could see it instead of him. <laughs> I thought that was good. A good good introduction for Ethan Suppley. That guy rules. But like Jason Mewes, he's a, he's all right. Like he, calling Silent Bob shithead is is pretty good. I I thought that was a funny thing. Or calling him Lunchbox is all right. But like the snoochy Boochy thing, that that bizarre fucking dance that he does, like he's that wacky, like he's that wacky guy from the Geeks, which. Maybe that's a future episode. We keep referencing it. Oh God. <laughs> if,
3: if we had access to the geeks, yeah, we are already be done. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, that shit is gone. Yeah. Uh,
0: anyway, yeah, and the fucking yeah, Stanley is in it. Gives a shit. <laughs> I... My friend
2: and I reference that fucking scene all the time. It's the lamest shit. Yeah.
0: I. If I could just have one more day with her. <laughs> the, the <laughs> fucking. fucking so, like, one of the central scenes that everyone remembers in Clerks is, uh, you know, most women don't cook lasagna for you. They just cheat on you. And people are just like, oh, he realizes he has something special. It's whatever. And that sticks with a lot of people. I don't know. Clerks didn't do much for me. This movie has, like, that dating game thing that they do at the end. And it's this really long, drawn out thing where he's trying to say, no, you don't understand. I love you. Even though I was responsible for that girl's death, I'm responsible. You know, I love you. And which. By the way, that guy should get fucking arrested. You know who else should get fucking arrested? Uh, Kevin Smith, for coming up with this central... Cons- I'm sorry, Alex, I, I hope I'm not talking... Have you seen Malrats?
3: Uh, I would like to exercise my Fifth Amendment That's rights. That's fair, yeah. Okay. That's the right call. Yeah. Right well, call,
0: buddy. I have to admit, I don't really think I would do this to you. You get too many points in the game of games, to can get me back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Malrats is... Hey, it's genuinely hard to watch at times. Now, put a date on this. It's 1995. So you're like, okay... Times are different back then. We make different jokes. Like, you'd say retard back then, right? Or you'd say fag back then. Uh, yeah, we don't do any yeah, of things we things we wouldn't do that sort of thing. We wouldn't just, like, do a bunch of, like,
2: obnoxious Star Wars references and say slurs to each other. Yeah, why would we microphone?
0: ever do that? So, <laughs> Mallrats Ma has a scene which is, oh, horrendously written, which has a young girl who is 15 years old states that she, uh... Films herself having sex with men ages thirteen to thirty, as a sort of way to like gather sexual data. And one of the uh, men that she has sex with is Ben Affleck in this movie, which is his comeuppance. He gets arrested for it, then he goes to prison, and he gets raped for it, and they show it. Cool. Yeah, it, yeah this is funny. fun. That's man. the
2: big punchline. On it is the villain of the movie. He just gets butt fucked in prison. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Weird how Ben Affleck doesn't like this movie. Uh, yeah, this is, this is <laughs> it's, awful. It's really yeah, it's funny. Cause, it's,
3: yeah, it's not that. It's, he doesn't like that he wasn't allowed to quip during the scene. Because yeah. <laughs> I think this was like
2: post-Armageddon. Like, he was making real movies. No, so this is, this is there, three years before. No, nah, okay. I mean, like, the commentary, sorry. Oh, okay. Like, they're sitting there watching, and you just hear Ben Affleck pop up, like, Wow, Kevin, that's a real interesting background there. And you look up, and they're just standing in front of a brick wall spouting exposition <laughs> as Kevin has to nervously defend, like, Oh, you know, we only have these sets to use on these days, uh yeah,
0: Netflix not a
2: fan, as it turns out.
0: Yeah, this this is really bad. I I laughed more during Clerks 2. I had a better time Correct. during Red State. That's I, I had a better maybe. time
2: during Tusk, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
0: Wait, did he do Tusk? Oh, buddy, I haven't seen Tusk. <laughs> well, I do have one more Kevin Smith space remaining. Now, according to Parker, Chasing Amy is his actual one that he was like well received for. I haven't uh, the movie's seen. watchable. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it, so it's whatever. Um, it's
2: got some weird, uh, you know. Well, th- As you said, it was a different time, yeah. but, like, it, it feels like it a movie.
0: movie. Yeah, that at least there's that. I kind of I think I want to watch Dogma instead, though, because Dogma is a movie I've, like, constantly heard about. So it's like, oh, yeah. fuck. Is that
3: know. movie about a pit bull? <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dogma, Dogma is the version of Shackma, but with a pit bull.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like Dogma, no. for
2: all of its many, many, many faults, like, at least it's a big swing. Like,. Yeah, it, he went for it. I the other thing is
0: like works. Th- that's the other thing is like dogma seems like an honest portrayal of how he believes. Like he's been anti-organized religion for a long time, and he just put it on film. And I'm a religious man myself, and I'm I have to admit I'm not really offended because a I haven't seen it and b gives a shit. But he he was kind of taking aback at it, the negative response. was like, wow, what was what the fucking deal? This is this makes him different from people like Ricky Gervais who have like, the thing where he's like crucified to a bike stand or something like that with censor tape over his mouth. It's just like, oh, the, the the right-wing mob is coming after me. He does this for attention. He was making a movie because they're like, oh, look, this is just how I feel. And Mallrats is the same way for him. This is one of the most embarrassing things about Mallrats. Is like this is what he thinks. This is what he feels. This is the project they wanted to put on screen. When I watched uh, Dolomite Is My Name, First thing I thought was, man, I gotta go out and make something. I wanna make a movie, you know? i If the, he can do it, I can do it. When I watch Mallrats, I'm like, I'm never making a movie. I'm never putting my heart on the screen. I'm never gonna let anyone see that, because what if it ends up like Mallrats? What if someone sees it?
1: But like, what if they what, see
0: my name associated with it?
2: That's what Clerks is, despite all of its faults. Like, dude maxed out, like, every credit card he could get his hand on, sold all of his comics, like, just threw everything together. Only shot in black and white because it was cheap. Just got all of his friends like... That is an actual... Like, I would watch A Dolomite Is My Name about Clerks. But apparently that's what Clerks 3 is, so never mind. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> now, that's... I mean, yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, I guess Clerks worked out. But, god, Maul is just awful. I, I'm embarrassed to be associated. I'm I embarrassed mean, that I have to check off.
2: <laughs> the good news is, so is he. Like Even is back in real? the 90s... Oh, yeah, he just... Oh, he not, no! I, I, no thought one involved I, I thought you in said he was, like, defending it. on the. Commentary. No, 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 no. I mean, he's, like, sheepishly, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I didn't really know what I was doing. Because, you know, he made a movie for, like, 50 grand, and then a studio gave him money. Like, yeah. he didn't know what the fuck you. He, he still yeah. doesn't know how to fucking film anything. No, I he know. He just sets a camera down and walks away. It's like...
0: Yeah, the, apparently but, yeah, that's no why, one, like, man. Bruce Willis got into a fight with him on, uh, on Cop Out. Yeah, I mean, no one involved has...
2: I mean, enough time has passed. We're like, oh, you know, I had a good time. It was a fun experience. But no one involved is like, no, this is actually a good movie. You guys need to give it a chance. Yeah. A movie, they've been knowing it was ass since oh, yeah. the week it came out.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Alex, we, we did talk about this over text. I'm hoping this one counts. Uh, Sense and Sensibility. I watched this one. This is a lot of British people talking. That should count as, like, half of an animal movie, right?
3: I We, uh... We... Well, Okay, how about this? I feel like this is the only equitable way to do this. You can just talk about British movies, and at some point I'll just be like, yeah, you're done. (laughs) How long are we into this? Oh, we're already almost an hour into this. Oh, never mind. I don't think I've heard that. Uh,
0: Sense and Sensibility is uh, based on the book by Jane Austen. It is directed by Ang Lee. It is written by uh, Emma Thompson, and also starring Emma Thompson. I believe she won an Academy Award both for writing and for acting. And uh, well-deserved on each count. This is a very, very well-done script. And uh, the cinematography is excellent, too. This is photographed uh, marvelously. Kate Winslet does a good job. Hugh Laurie is really the best part of this movie. Hugh Grant is in it. Uh, Not really sure why. Apparently, there were a lot of complaints that Hugh Grant was too attractive for this movie. People forget he's British, so not really. Uh, The main problem with this movie is that it takes place entirely in Britain. And as such, these aren't really people, so you don't really care about their struggles. So, uh, I, I would not give credit to uh, Sense and Sensibility. It is a fine, decent movie if you are ovulating. So, next one that I watched is The Birdcage.
3: Oh, Alex, you have a question. Sorry, I just have to get this out. Thank you. I'm just imagining, like... Swapping like the DVD jackets for that movie, and we bought a zoo. <laughs> 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 oh, it's weird. Why do the animals all talk like that?
0: <laughs> oh, Mary, are you going to marry me? All right. Well, The Birdcage is another movie I had an opportunity to see at the Alamo, and I slept oh. in. <laughs> so instead, I just watched at home. Uh, it's pretty good. I, I don't know that I laughed out loud. Well, it's, it's basically fine. The main complaint seems to be with uh, the son in this movie, the son of uh, Robert Williams, who's gay. And uh, everyone's like, oh, he's just like a... He's such a shitty guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but he's so shitty that, like, I don't understand why this movie even happened. Why would you lie on this kid's behalf? You really like him that much? He hasn't earned it. He hasn't... I don't see why. This kid doesn't seem like he's a good person, so... Uh, yeah, the birdcage is fine. I, I have to admit, if I don't laugh out loud at a comedy, I have to take a couple points off. Uh, on the next one, Parker seems to think would be a future episode, and maybe he's right. This is called Thinner. Oh my god. Dude, Parker has talked about this one before. Incredible We need film. to bring back Gypsy Curses. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> because so
2: when I watched it, I, I knew like, the premise. I didn't realize it that- He was getting sloppy top while driving and then he hit a gypsy with his car. (laughs) I I thought this movie
0: was gonna be about paint thinner. Like killer paint thinner, like a killer laundry machine. No, it's just about a big old fat guy. And then Gypsy rubs his thumb on his cheek and goes
1: Fienda
0: And then he becomes (laughs) gets
1: fat for an hour and a half.
0: (laughs) uh, He makes crazy eyes the entire movie. And uh, it was a bit of a a harsh realization that I was like, wait a second, I eat more than that guy, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and he's eating throughout the entire movie and he had to lose weight to get down to 160 and it was 160 portraying 120, which is really tough to do. Uh, This is a very silly movie. (laughs) This is uh, we could probably do a pretty good episode about this. People get shot with guns in this in this Gypsy Curse movie. <laughs> so, dude, he's turned into like a lizard man for no yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Italian mob is in this movie. Oh, uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then is just good. And most importantly, the main the the fat guy he makes crazy eyes throughout the entire. I couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next one. I, I watched this the second Star Trek TNG movie, First Contact. This one is. I think it's usually considered the best of the bunch. Uh, it's almost as good as, I uh, don't we call it tied for like fourth place among the original series uh, ones. It's not even as good as the first Abrams movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's better than uh, fucking, what was the one with uh, the second Abrams movie? When we hated In Into it. Dark. Into Dark. Oh, that movie yeah. sucks. Yeah, First Contact is episode? better than that. Uh, Hang on a second. no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find two. (laughs) (laughs) First contact is, uh, the basic idea here is they're fighting the Borg. The Borg are these, like, cyborg aliens, these uh, meshes of computer and and human beings, which I I think is a great idea for a villain. It's one of my favorite villains I've ever seen in a science fiction uh, thing. And they're fighting them, and then they, they go to Earth, but they go back in time to, like, Borg the Earth. And uh, this is right around the time where James Cromwell is going to make first contact with alien life form, which gives him warp drive. It's really important. And they say all this is just lies. They don't even, like, basically show you. It's just all to you. It's like, you got to pick up on this because this is going to be an action movie, kids. And TNG is not really action based, so it's kind of tough for them to do it. But I still had a pretty good time. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard is, you know, I had a good time with that character. Uh, Data's much better because in the Generations movie he gets an emotion chip. I forgot to mention that.
1: Oh my oh, god. It's,
0: dude, it's one of the worst fucking things I've ever seen in my life. I like Brent Spiner as Data. I think he, in the show he's one of my favorite characters. He, It's like subtle but still really funny. When he gets the emotion chip it's, he tries to be like Daffy Duck or something. It's just fucking horrible. In this he's a little bit better. He almost gets Borged, would uh, which is cool. Uh... The action's good, the shooting's good. I I had a good time with First Contact. It's not great. It's not going to be anywhere near as good as Star Trek 2 or Star Trek 4 or even Star Trek 6. But I I don't know. First Contact's okay. You could have a good time with it. Alright, only two more. Well, technically three. I'll give a short one here. So we decided we were not going to do Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. And I was like, oh darn, I guess we missed out on that one. Even though it was my idea. Uh,. I, I was kind of curious I was like The Silver Surfer I guess that's the only movie he's ever been in why has he been in more stuff I thought The Silver Surfer was like a well-known guy he's got that Joe Satriani song maybe he's cool so I realized oh they made a cartoon of, uh, of the Silver Surfer on the Fox Kids thing I watched, I got one episode in and I tapped out, All <laughs> right, Jesus, you? <laughs> Dude, I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. It looks horrible. <laughs> like, I, I will say at least Galactus is a big old guy, you know, instead of just a fart cloud. But uh, the, the story, what was it? This is the episode called Antibody. Uh, and they go, in. it was a Silver Surfer and Nova, who's a girl who's on fire and they go inside Galactus's body because he ate a bad planet and it's giving him gas or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> they have to go in and defeat some sort of... It looks like a boar. It looks like some sort of computer humanoid thing and he, he defeats it. Then uh, apparently he's friends with Galactus. I... What? All right, fine, whatever. It's a long story and you don't want the answer. Yeah, right. That's the thing is my my brother said he liked Silver Surfer growing up because he had one... Count them, one comic book. It was like, well, I spent 14 cents on this. I have to justify the purchase somehow. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of money. So he decided, yeah, I, I actually like this. This is this is good to me. No one likes a Silver Surfer. Not even Hank Hill likes a Silver Surfer. <laughs> Silver so. Surfer is not
2: a lead character that would run its own show. Yeah, I, That's I, a misguided attempt. They man.
0: tried, yeah. I would not recommend the Silver Surfer cartoon. Even though I know you guys are looking forward to it. Well, uh, one more that I watched. Uh, I was going to use this for like half credit for uh, the animal space, but I guess I can't do that. I watched Private Parts: The Story of Howard Stern. Uh, Parker, Howard like... Stern is a radio. star uh-huh. so, anyway, Oh, yeah. I understand. Yeah. So here's the thing: Beal Juice isn't actually in this movie.
2: Yeah, I, did, I didn't want to break the news to you because then you wouldn't watch it. Yeah, that movie is actually like legitimately good.
1: Yeah, it I is. Really I like mean, Private it feels
0: Part. it feels like a Dolomite is my name sort of situation remember what i said about if i don't laugh out loud at a comedy i gotta take points off
1: <laughs> well
0: i i here's the closest i came to laughing out loud and i feel really bad about this the closest i came to laughing out loud is when his his wife has a miscarriage and he talks about it on on his show it does the god voice i was i was like covering my mouth i was like oh I, I, it feels like like robin quivers who plays herself is actually the most interesting character in the movie uh is like Maybe you shouldn't joke about that and uh, he does anyway because this is how some people handle trauma I'm in mean, my personal moment here I remember when my mom died and Parker made a joke about it and it actually helped me and it was like I laughed about it and, it and, it like, I, about it and I felt oh, a little did bit better. I? Oh, no, you sorry. Did. No, it was a good it was a good joke I don't even remember what it was but it like it helped and he made some it wasn't even like necessarily Bower it. it was it was something and it, it helped me If anyone else had done it it would have been Fist city but like you can handle a joke well. And Howard Stern is a funny person. He can deliver a joke. Well, he's got a great voice. I love, like, the temper of his voice. It, it sounds good. And uh, his story is fairly interesting, but I didn't laugh at a whole lot of his jokes. Some of them just didn't work for me. I will say Paul Giamatti did a great job as pig vomit. That is an interesting Thanks. story. I hope that happened the way that it did, where he actually goes into his office and gets to a physical fight with him on the air.
2: I, oh, yeah, it's I, on I YouTube. That's yeah, oh. it's all on the, Yeah, that Oh, I, it feels
0: like... <laughs> it was like yeah. cheating if I were to actually see the real thing yeah. but like I'm glad that he did that that's good I mean fuck that guy that guy sucks and I'm also I am I am anti-censorship as often as I possibly can be that being said remember like when he was like uh, he told all his listeners like uh, if, you, if you vote for Donald Trump you're a fucking idiot because Donald Trump doesn't like you at all I mean he thinks you're a fucking idiot then Trump got back at him by tweeting out a video where he was in blackface and saying the n-word repeatedly. Yeah. He did. A, <laughs> he did a lot of. He said the n-word yeah. a lot. He yeah. made Billy West say the n-word a lot. Yeah, oh, see, that's, yeah, that's yeah. like, come on, man. You know, Robert
2: uh, my mom and, is my mom is a diehard, lifelong Howard Stern fan. I heard yeah. things at a young age that uh, I didn't understand. So I was older, I was like, oh, Dave, you probably should have turned that off.
0: Yeah. Look, uh, I'm not gonna pretend I've... like our skits are the funniest thing in the world, but like the game of games is objectively funnier than say, Oh, we're gonna get someone to say pussy willow and cock a doodle doo. Hilarious. I I I, I think see. I think we're better than that.
2: There is one thing from that movie, I've seen it a couple times, that mm-hmm. has stuck with me my whole life. Mm-hmm. It's, one, it's one of his first radio jobs where he fucks up and he eats the tape and she goes, ooh,
1: ooh, <laughs> as it's just
0: destroying the tape.
1: See, that's the thing. It's like I also
0: had a, a radio show in college and I, I was wondering, man, would I have reacted like that? And I feel like he's probably doing a very good impression of what he did. <laughs> you like, know? The reveal of
2: him in high school where she's,
0: like forty-year-old Howard Stern dressed like himself
2: in the seventies. He's like seven foot five, looks like the biggest fucking loser.
0: I will say one of the funnier things about this, in like a sort of a schadenfreude, a dark humor sort of way, is like seventy-five percent of this movie is: "Look, I love my wife. I'm trying to be faithful to her. All right, I really do love her, and we've been through some tough times. But I, I love my wife." Two years after this movie can, comes out, though, like. They get divorced. Yeah, so, someone who was
2: a, a fan and whose mother was a lifelong fan. That relationship was already falling apart He was hiding it. Because yeah, no that kidding. was the whole crux of the movie. Like, yeah. that shit was over. Maybe she'll get back with
0: me after I get this nude woman with gigantic tits to ride me in a studio. <laughs> people would, like, make, uh,
2: like, accusations on the show and it would get very heated. Because he's like, this is my fucking money maker. What are you talking about? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That movie... I've always enjoyed it. Yeah, it's Howard a good Stern one. is a,
0: uh, you know, I, there's
2: good bits. He's a but, great
0: interviewer. He is I mean, one of the best he, interviewers, in, I, and I think an American <laughs> journalist. Oh, I guess he was, yeah. yeah. But like, he really knows how to like pull out an interesting question or answer from a from the person that he's interviewing. And I'm going to be honest, his segments with Beetlejuice are kind uh, <laughs> oh, of funny. Of course. What am I going to fucking do and pretend that's s- not funny?
2: <laughs> skip. I mean, I have a vivid memory of like getting ready for school one day, and my mom should be telling my dad like. <gasps> Oh my god, Hank the angry drunken dwarf died. I'm like <laughs> what? <laughs> That's just a thing that happened in my household. It was like her upset that a member of the whack pack died. <laughs> a four foot tall midget who was blackout drunk every time he was on
0: anyway, and meanwhile my my family was we were more of a Greaseman household, which is uh <laughs> well. I, I did like the the Imus thing in the movie. I was about to break that. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking hates Don Imus so much. <laughs> if the story of this movie is true, a good because Imus sucks, but also b he's got a good reason. I was like Howard Stern's outside my door. I was like, "Fuck you!" and he just walks away and, and look at and Stairs Faces says, "I oh, don't know. I guess that just happened." <laughs> by the way, I, I don't know. I because I'm a voice. Guy. I mentioned this repeatedly. I'm a voice guy. I Identify people more by their voices. I can tell when certain voices sound similar to me, and one of the ones that I can't get out of my head when I hear Howard Stern's voice is current Al Michaels. I I can, like, hear it in my head. They, they actually sound, like, kind of similar. I was, like, uh, a bit surprised by that. Was, like, how tall is Howard? He's got to be at least... He's, like, he's he's very tall. He's got to be at least 6'9", right?
2: He is a very large man. Let me see. Only I 6'5". Like a, I'm shocked. A lot of that charm of the movie because, like i heard bits but like if it got too like racy and shit my mom would turn the radio off because she's she's not a bad mom (laughs) as soon as she started interviewing a porn star i was like all right let's see what's on Mm -hmm. fucking 1021 yeah but like even not knowing a lot of the lore like just the fact that it's all the actual people just playing themselves gives Mm -hmm. it a nice little charm that really works out because yeah like you could tell a story with actors but that's not nearly as interesting
0: yeah, I, I really liked uh, Robin Quivers. I, I think she's that, really good. Huh? Yeah, she she's like the person that I would I think I would have preferred her story more than everyone else's. <laughs> I, she's lived a very interesting life. The more I've read about her, uh, and that being said, is going to be so fucked up when I call her uh, one of the world's greatest second bananas. So anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So, uh, I, I don't know, it's good, I think he liked it a little bit more than I did, but it's, it's slick, it is very slick produced. That's because I have produced.
2: a lot of context for yeah. a lot of these things. But scenes. it's also,
0: like, I, I'm a biopic guy, so I was gonna like it anyway, you know? And,
2: like, my mom's had satellite radio since, like, the day he signed, so, like, a lot of the bits that they're reenacting, like, they've replayed the original versions from 20 years ago, so, like, I've yeah. heard all of this stuff as it happened.
0: Yeah, it's also, like, one of those things where, uh... He's living one of the ultimate American dreams. And this is one of the American dreams that no one talks about, but everyone has this feeling. You get the movie about your life. And you get to play yourself. And you get to cast whoever you want as, you know, all these other people. And you get to show, this is how it happened from my perspective. I think a lot of people really want that. And he got to do that. And uh, he also got AC/DC to play for him. It's nice that he actually, he has a thing with midgets, doesn't he? I mean, look... The whole goal of that show
2: is to get truckers to tune in and keep it on mm-hmm. to get ratings, and that's why there's so much shit with lesbians. Because even as like a, as I hit puberty, I listen to the show and be like, I mean, they seem into it, but I can't see any of this, so this yeah, doesn't it's do also, anything yeah, for me. Exactly, yeah. You're just trying to get these people that are driving 18 hours a day to keep the radio on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, anyway, uh, Private Parts is good. Uh, don't think I'll be reading the book, but, you know, it was, it was fun.
2: Oh, I can, I can leave my mom's copy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one last one is seconds here uh, I watched The Night Flyer which is another Stephen King movie <laughs> <That's> dude <laughs>
2: wh- why the fuck is that a feature length movie dude
0: why the fuck is it on the list this movie sucks <laughs>
2: yeah movie sucks yeah really
0: I saw much. one review that was complained that Miguel Ferrer was really arrogant in this movie I was like have you seen anything he's ever done
2: <laughs> it's like that was the only thing keeping me invested
0: yeah that, I liked watching him and nothing was that the girl from Gremlins or something I think it was whatever her name was the girl who I she was, she also took her top off in uh, Fast Times Rich My High I Here's lost uh,
2: all memory of that movie because when you yeah. tell me like oh yeah Miguel Ferrer's in a movie where they there's a vampire that flies around at night to eat people <laughs> yeah. like in biplanes yeah that movie sucks
0: yeah I I can't get into the Night Flare uh, so many f- fucking Stephen King movies alright finally done with Why? that I'm so sorry I went so long Alex, what'd you watch?
3: It's all right. Let's uh, make up some time here, buddy. Because right. I've only got a couple things to talk about. Um, uh, first things first, uh, we somehow ended up with an Apple TV subscription. Uh, I don't know where it came from. Dude, if that Nobody's happens to paying everyone, for it. don't worry about it. Yeah, I,
2: I was
0: Hopefully just like, alright, let's see what this you get is all a COVID about. You're back and get an Apple TV subscription.
3: I got a free year when I upgraded my phone last. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it just happens like that. They're trying it, to sell it. it. Well, it turns out Apple TV fucking blows, because yeah. most of the things they show you are just things you can buy, which, like, yeah, I already knew I think knew that's the one with, that, uh, but,
0: with Ted Lasso. Uh,
3: probably, yeah, man, let us know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well... I watched a different Apple TV show that I'd heard some good things about because it was like fucking three in the morning and I was like well I'm just gonna put something on and see if it's any good uh it turns out Severance is fucking incredible oh I've only Um, watched the pilot but I really liked it it's so like the premise is basically um like there's this corporation and like to work for them uh You have to like undergo this procedure that like divides your brain so like you have yourself at work and you have yourself in the real world and it's like the same physical body but you have no recollection of the other one like so all these people that are like in this office are just like kind of talking about like what they think their life is like on the outside to the extent that they can because this place is like it's like some creepy company that has all these weird rules and this confusing building and stuff and then like you get to the outside and just everyone's like a normal fucking person doing their life and like it's like that like the the you know the mystery is you're like trying to learn about like this company and stuff is like really cool and like really really interesting and really engaging in a way that like you know you 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 constantly want more information from them uh and that and they they do a good job of like controlling the rate at which you learn things but also like when they're in the job it's like legitimately so much funnier than like something like the office where like you know you watch the office and it's like Everyone's, like, a caricature of somebody that, like, you would interact with at a job, right? Like, that's kind of the whole thing. And they become more and more flanderized as the show goes on. Um, And it becomes kind of ridiculous. It's, like, one of the reasons that I couldn't watch that show past, like, the third season. Because, like, it's just, all right, cool. Everyone's just a joke now. Whereas, like, this, like... <laughs> there's just this one guy who just, like, has a petty feud with another department inside, like, the evil job corporation. Where, where like, you know... They have to do brain surgery on you to work here and he's just like he's just like he fucking hates the 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 other division in the company that christopher walken works for for like no fucking reason it's like yeah i've worked in jobs there's absolutely always a fucking guy like that and like it's just it's really it's really on point like for a show that is ostensibly about you know work-life balance um really really threads the genre needle in a way that i wasn't expecting some apple tv show to do it's a strong recommend i'm most of the way through the one season that's up it's only like nine episodes I think but uh yeah it's really good uh can't recommend that one enough yeah I Um, watched the
2: first episode but we started at like 3am and I just haven't gotten back to it yet because I don't ever open Apple TV yeah exactly like I've
3: only opened it for that specific purpose because it's like I know this thing is on there and I want to watch it um uh the other thing that I watched this week I revisited a movie that I have not seen since high school because i realized that pineapple express is on netflix and uh that's a movie that uh i like i went into it like knowing like i thought this was like pretty good when i was a teenager but also like a lot of the weed jokes were kind of lost on me because i was a fucking teenager in the suburbs and like you get some of them but you don't get all of them um i would say that verdict is generally correct it's a pretty good movie uh but there are some bits in this that are just fucking hilarious in ways that like you don't often see in comedies even from this era like the fact that just seth rogan's character is just dating a girl in high school and it's never really referenced you're just mm-hmm. supposed to understand that it's funny that the stoner guy is like of, of course he's fucking dating a high schooler like there's no there's no like catharsis there's no comeuppance for it it's just like yeah of course this fucking loser would be doing that um I don't know, I think it's pretty good. Um, I, I think... like It's not, like... It's not laugh out loud the way a movie, like, Superbad is. And I think, like, when I watched it when I was in high school, it's, like, kind of what I was expecting. Um, but, like, it's clever. And it's a lot more clever than I gave it credit for uh, when I watched it when I was younger. Uh, especially for being a fucking dumb stoner comedy. So, uh, probably worth a revisit if you liked it the first time. If not, uh, probably not gonna get much from it, I guess. Because it's also like James Franco's good in this movie which doesn't happen often like he kind of just sucks in general I think but like you know a handful of good performances kind of like a Bore Marky Mark Uh, this is I haven't watched it yeah this is one of the good ones yeah it's been a
2: long time since I've seen it too like I rewatched This is the End recently and that movie is still a banger so I'll have to give this a shot
3: yeah for sure it's streaming I think it's on Netflix like it's on one of the yeah one of the ones that people actually have And then I was, like, out eating lunch earlier, and it was also on the TV at the fucking bar I was eating at. So, cool, I guess I watched it twice. Um, That's all I have. so I'll start with uh, a couple
2: weeks ago, Chris and I did an episode together, and I briefly mentioned uh, DC League of Super Pets, a movie I had to watch because we both took too strong of an edible, and uh, (laughs) we had to to turn to something calmer. But (laughs) now now that you're here, I just wanted to... uh, tell you a part of the story that you would appreciate as someone who uh likes to enjoy edibles um mm. sometimes you get way too high and of course it gets to the scene in the movie where the one of the dogs uh gives its whole sad backstory about how they had this beautiful loving family and they abandoned them and i was so high that i had to walk to the kitchen because i was gonna start crying <laughs> i just wanted you to know that thank you <laughs> i almost cried watching league of super pets because i was on saturn <laughs>
3: i i have been there buddy yeah you're it's like, like oh okay here comes real come, dumb shit here comes
2: the sad backstory and then you like to see the shot of the sad dog in a crate and it's like uh let me go check the fridge i think this food's expired <laughs> <laughs> so saw black panther colon wakanda forever this week and uh i had a lot of uh confused almost negative thoughts and then I watched Ghost Rider, and now it's the best movie I've ever fucking seen <laughs> in my life. Uh, still way too long. Uh, you could easily cut, like, 20, 30 minutes out. Um, a, a lot of my issues with the movie are, aren't are even the movie's fault. It's, like, stuff from real life. Because, like, the whole second half of the movie and a lot of it is about uh, his sister. Is it Shuri? Suri? I, fucking, I just saw it and I forgot. Like, <laughs> her her dealing with his loss and, like, how it's affecting her and her not, like, facing her trauma and all that. But also, like, I know the real-life stuff about that actress, about how she's, like, a huge anti-vaxxer and anti-masker. Oh. And, like, e- every time, like, she's, like, fighting back tears, I'm just sitting thinking, like, if he had lived, you would have fucking gotten him killed on that set. Like, <laughs> I, I cannot separate it as much as it I should be able to. I know in my heart, like... You would have coughed right in that man's face. I, I did, I did not know that.
0: I, I straight up did not know that. Oh, yeah.
2: They had to pause production yeah, yeah. a couple
3: times. <laughs> like, That's one of the reasons it just came out now. Yeah. Wow.
0: The fact that, spoilers,
2: uh, she gets to be the new Black Panther. I'm like, there's no way they're going to keep up with this, right? Like, she's a fucking liability. Also, like, out of all of the people from the first movie, like, all of the viable options, she's, like, the least interesting one to take that mantle. Which, uh, Yeah. Could not care less. Well, oh, you
3: see the source material,
2: source mm-hmm. comic books aren't real. Just make something cool. Uh, big fan of uh, my good friend Namor and all of his underwater friends. I le- like thirty minutes into the movie, I leaned over to my girlfriend like, hey, "By the way, this movie is underwater people," and she gave me a look like, "What?" And then a bunch <laughs> of underwater people <laughs> jumped on a ship and murdered a bunch of people. She was very excited.
3: Permission to come aboard.
2: I mean. They yeah. don't call it Atl- They don't call it Atlantis, but it's fucking Atlantis.
3: How many of the seven kingdoms do they go to?
2: You know, you'll have to see it and find out. Also, one, and it kind of looks like shit. Yeah, there's there's a uh, multiple subplots you could lose. Like, hey, you remember the fucking CIA guy from the first Black Panther? That guy from the Hobbit. Yeah, you've sure. got, got like four or five scenes in this movie. You can just <laughs> fucking lose.
1: But you know in your you heart, like, oh, of
2: course. This is setting up something in the next phase because I've seen the Comic-Con panel, so I know all these characters. It's like, this movie could just be like a tight 205 and we could be out of there. Because there was a point where, like, I was really digging the start of the movie. And like I li- I'm I looking at my food because it took forever to get my food at Alamo. And I'm like, this movie's kind of dragging a bit. And I look at my watch and I'm like, it's been like an hour ten fuck <laughs> yeah movie's definitely way too long and uh, you will really uh if you don't appreciate chadwick boseman now
1: <laughs> as
2: you're watching it you yeah. just keep thinking like man that guy was really good huh this movie's missing a significant amount of charm that is just not here at all that guy was really fucking good especially in this role and you're just watching i mean like a lot of people are good like angela bassett's really good there's a lot of good performances, but you're just like, man, this is really missing, like, a key to make this movie really, really work. Yes, you have a question, sir.
0: Who's Angela Bassett? His mom. <laughs> I meant the actress, okay. Oh, I'm about to say, sorry. if
2: you're asking me for a character name, you're out of your fucking mind. No, That's not a good sign. There's a lot of apostrophes, and I sound the way I sound. I will not try it. <laughs>
0: Vibranium like,
2: <laughs> The most important thing to remember is All these movies hit Disney Plus in like a month and a half yeah. <laughs> You're probably Correct. fine yeah. When tickets went on sale I was at work And my friend texted me like hey these seats look okay And I said absolutely And that's why I saw it in the theater yeah, And also because I still <laughs> Someone still had a $50 Alamo gift card oh, Just no, sitting no, no, there no, you go. waiting yeah. to be spent On a big old Philly cheesesteak I gotta rain check ticket I gotta fucking use that thing Burn a hole in my pocket and that's really one of the perks is like unless it's like just an absolute like f minus dog shit movie if i'm seeing it at the alamo like i'm gonna have a good time regardless like i got a big old beer got a nice philly cheesesteak and watch a movie with bright flashing lights and fish people killing people like, yeah it was fine maybe. if i watched it at home i probably would have taken several bathroom breaks maybe maybe it would have taken two days to finish who knows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh it's it's fine lean on more like positive than negative I just I am so just not into most of this at this point it feels like it's just something solely out of routine of like oh is there a new one on there yeah I guess hit play I'm I'm already 25 movies in might as well keep it going right I have lost most of my emotional attachment I am solely here out of repetition and because once a week I need to talk about movies but yeah, it's fine. It's better. I mean, looking at the rest of Phase Four or whatever phase we're in, uh, it's it's probably the best outside Spider-Man. But that's that's oh, a whole lowest different, of that, low that, bars. Yes, yeah, that's a whole that's a whole different beast. That's, yeah, one's like a movie about like actual loss and grief and facing like an actual actor dying, in one is throwing as much spectacle at the screen as you can. Which I still have not revisited because I like, I can't imagine Spider-Man holds up. So why would I ruin that that beautiful moment? But uh, yeah. I mean, better than the last insert, however many I've seen. But I, I wouldn't say I was excited about it. Nor did I get fucking hyped about the Ant Man three trailer I saw. Oh my god! Ugh. Why are they making another Ant Man? The last one was
1: unwatchable.
2: Because uh, we're in hell. There's no escape to any of this, and everyone else got killed off or is too old to do this. So you just you take what you can get.
3: Paul Rudd is truly ageless.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: But I will say, uh, the final verdict on uh, Black Panther 2 Staying Power, like, made a grillion dollars, it was always going to, but we saw it with friends, right? And we go back to their place afterwards. I grab a beer and sit down. And they go, hey, have you guys seen this movie called Barbarian? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, guess which movie we talked about the rest of the night? <laughs> <laughs> and Then I listened to an interview with the director on a Evolution of Horror, a podcast I dip in and out of. It was very exciting to realize that like, he was just sitting there writing the script got to the end of the first act and was like well, if I go through with what I have like, I've just wasted 45 pages and we all know what this is what if this happened instead? And that's just how the movie got written <laughs> like, He had no idea where it was going to go as he wrote it and that's beautiful Yeah, I'd love, love to hear that yeah. all right. Let's, uh, I watched a very powerful movie from the early 90s called undefeatable now let me give you two different uh, plot summaries first we'll go with the letterbox the one here give me one second pull it back up here now a letterbox it says out of the ring into the fire in a fight to the finish the film follows cynthia rothrock who along with her gang take part in mafia run street fights to earn money for her sister's college education her sister's hopes to become a doctor and <laughs> I'll fly on her blah blah blah, don't care. Yeah. Let me go to the IMDb one, because okay. that uh... boy, you're gonna find out exactly what I'm telling this. God damn it, fucking refresh. Piece of shit. Also, is not a word, so every time I type it, my phone fights me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it tries Chris... to correct
0: indefatigable.
2: Yeah, it does not like it. Christy Jones, Cynthia Rothrock. Avenges her sister's death at the hands of a crazed martial arts rapist. <laughs> I have never in my life heard those words together. <laughs> this is one of the most baffling movies I have ever seen in my life. From Godfrey Ho, director of Ninja Terminator. Oh Chris hell yeah, he dude! <laughs> yeah,
0: my question is: uh, is the rapist name Ryu Rape? <laughs>
2: oh you wish it's actually uh, well he goes by Stingray
0: that's his fighter
2: name (laughs) but we'll get there Uh, just a buckle up because this movie is a lot Um, so this movie it's a cold open uh, two people you've never met before it's a woman talking to her therapist about how uh, her husband used to be just so sweet he was the best lover ever and now he's just an absolute menace who competes in underground death matches and we get these cuts to these brutal street fights which are just two dudes fighting in a boxing ring with pads on. But then he murders the other guy. Uh, her husband, the aforementioned Stingray, has an incredible 1993 curly mullet. It is beautiful. Uh, we meet Cynthia Rothrock and her street gang who are fighting a rival street gang for money. And... um it's kind of like the PE version of street fighting. Cause like if you take the person down and their hands touch the floor, the fight's over. So it's just a lot of like elaborate acrobatics and then someone gets tripped and the fight's over and then someone collects money. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but, um, uh, we get to, uh, the inciting incident, which is where, uh, Mr. Stingray, the martial arts rapist. Well, I mean, he does what is promised. And, um, It's not great, but also this movie looks like a softcore porno where all of these sex scenes are replaced with fighting, so, like, it's not too upsetting to watch because it's the worst fucking shit you've ever seen in your life. Like, it's the worst performances ever. But that's not important. Well, we get past that real quick. She packs her bags. She gets out of there. She's tired of this. And the rest of the movie is this man, the Stingray, the professional fighter slash killer, walking up seeing women who vaguely resemble his wife and then fighting their her boyfriends to the death and then murdering them <laughs> and then gouging out their eyes <laughs> here we go <laughs> this like the entire middle of the movie is like this cop drama where these hunky cops and Cynthia Rothrock are investigating all of these murders where this dude walks up he's like hey babe let's go home and she's like I don't fucking know you Oh, oh, and also, this is, like, the kind of universe where every single person you meet knows martial arts and is, like, a world-class champion. Of course, yeah. Like, this dude's just in a parking garage, sees a girl with red hair. He's like, oh, oh, you gotta come back home with me. And her husband's like, hey, check it out. I'm a a world champion in martial arts. You better step off. And then he couches his eyes out and kicks him out of the parking garage onto a car parked below. And that happens, like, three times. And then it decides to introduce, like, alright, also this guy has mommy issues. So that'll just be a thing where we'll get a flashback of, like, his mom leaving. (laughs) Hang on, there's, like, an incredible sequence here where uh, it's after one of the heinous murders. He gets home and gets the letter of, like, oh, when you read this, I'll already be gone, blah, blah, blah. I left you your most treasured thing, your mom's necklace. And it's an abrupt cut to, like, uh, a flashback to his childhood Where his mom's like leaving him And he's just like mommy please mom don't go And then it abruptly cuts back to him Now like huge Bulked up dude just staring into A mirror shirt was going mommy take me With you mommy I've been good Mommy and then a jump cut to him Just staring in a mirror going I will find you I will fucking Kill you <laughs> So that's a little of psychology we've got in this movie Um at one point He finds another woman with red hair mistakes her for his wife and we cut to her in a warehouse being chained up you're like oh what's going on here and then it zooms out and he's just hitting a heavy bag and that's the end of the scene <laughs> <laughs> he just <laughs> kidnaps these women like it happens again later There's like a woman chained up you're like oh no here we go and then he just starts swinging a sword around in slow motion <laughs> <laughs> and as this is going on Cynthia Rothrock and her gang are just fighting other people um, there's an incredible one where uh, <laughs> they fight against a gang, and uh, their fighter is named Bear. And it's just a dude who walks out in Zubas and, and football pads with a do rag <laughs> on. <laughs> oh my god! And the dude, and they like start the fight, and the dude just takes a three point stance and then charges at her. <laughs> it is as good as it sounds. I promise you. <laughs> There are, there's a scene later on where the guy goes to investigate he goes to the our good friend Stingray's hideout and there's this fish tank there's just like ten pairs of eyes just sitting at the bottom of it and they look like shade by from Party City <laughs> but yeah, uh, the crux of the movie is one of like the eight women he kills is of course Cynthia Rothrock's sister which means she just has to go around town fighting gangs trying to solve the murder but uh, we don't have any leads but do not worry because one of the officers has called in a kung fu expert oh my god and we cut to inside of the police station where an elderly asian man explains that there are only three americans who know the chinese dragon claw technique that was found on all of these victims so immediately like i know at least one of these downloading this after uh, you're correct <laughs> So they keep missing the Dragon Claw technique. We don't ever... He just breaks their necks. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> he just <laughs> breaks people's necks. That's it. Uh, we get a lot more psychology about him and his mommy. A lot of it. And then, of course, a big climactic fight in a factory that produces boxes full of packing peanuts. Uh, five stars. Ten out of ten. Sh- everyone should watch. Masterpiece. Insane that this movie came out in 1993. It looks like it was made in 1978. It looks, is acted, sounds like absolute dog shit. Uh, Godfrey Ho, please come on the show. We love you so much.
3: I will get my ninja headband
2: out and wear it. Hell yeah, dude. It's one of those movies where like, if a single person in the movie had a gun, it would be over in five minutes. But it's a universe (laughs) where everyone knows martial arts and it's the only way they fight. Mm -hmm. It is incredibly good. Alex, uh, last night you just told me to remember like what you did for me by making me not watch Silver Surfer. Yeah. Hey, did you know that That's My Boy is almost two hours long? Oh my god. Did you know that when you assigned that to me, friend? When did I assign you this? That was early in the season. That was like week one or two. I remember this. An hour and 56 goddamn oh. fucking minutes <laughs> of Adam Sandler doing a Boston accent oh, yes dude. I
0: was this took
2: me two and a half days to get there. <laughs> one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life Adam Sandler plays Donnie Berger
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say <laughs> that
3: It's not fucking real. You just made that up. (laughs) I couldn't. (laughs) This movie begins
2: with a young Adam Sandler hitting on his teacher. And she gives him detention for a month. And then they bang each other. And then they bang each other a lot. They fuck this shit out of each other everywhere. She is just straight up molesting this kid all over the school. And then they get caught. So the cold open of this two hour comedy is this child being statutory raped for like a month straight. He becomes the coolest kid in school. Everyone's so jealous of Donnie Berger getting the fuck his teacher. But don't worry, there's repercussions, because Judge Lisa Lampanelli sentences her in oh, prison. No. But don't worry. Once he turns 18, he'll get custody of their unborn child. 30 years later... We skip forward in time. Yes, you have a question.
0: (laughs) So one of the key things about Private Parts is Howard Stern is uh, very loyal to everyone he's ever worked with. And that's why he keeps bringing them back. And I'm like, that's a good thing, that's honorable. Would you say the same thing about Adam Sandler bringing back, like, Lisa Lampanelli? To a fault. (laughs) I will not be talking about Nick Swartz's
2: character in this movie, because... It will give me a fucking embolism. Jeez. So thirty years later, right? Adult Adam Sandler, he was like the most famous man on earth. The man was like Tom Cruise level famous for getting statutory raped as a child. But here's the problem: uh, his accountant, played by Rex Ryan, no, I'm staring into your eyes as I tell you this. Tells <laughs> no. him, "Hey, man, you didn't pay your taxes." And guys, this is really funny. Because he's Rex Ryan, right?
0: He's a Patriots fan.
2: But he loves Tom Brady, dude. That's hilarious. I remember when we were
0: talking about it. That's so fun.
2: That's so funny, dude. That's a good bit. Uh, I just say now that Adam Sandler's Boston accent sounds like... It's like the little Nicky voice, but doing the worst Mark Wahlberg impression you've ever heard. Oh my god. And he just yells in that voice, for as I said, an hour in 56 minutes so uh he needs money quickly if he doesn't get insert large amount of money I didn't write it down by like next Tuesday he's gonna go to prison so he has to go get help from his estranged son Han Solo Burger <laughs> <laughs> played by Andy Samper Come on. Come yeah boy. that's what I was saying buddy <laughs> damn wonder why i never watched my assignments <laughs> weird <laughs> wonder what would
0: cost me to do this han solo burger
2: that's fun we all love this you love it you're laughing you're having a great time
3: oh, yeah. uh, i sure am so uh, oh, hold, on, hold on hold on
2: yeah oh you have a question
3: yeah any relation to beauregard burger <laughs> <laughs>
2: cannot confirm nor deny but the sandler verse is vast and all-consuming So, Han Solo Berger, played by Andy Samberg, is about to get married. His wedding's coming up. So, we get to meet his uh, fiance, her parents, and of course, her overbearing marine-serving brother. Put a pin in that for later. It becomes, uh, the next, I'd say, hour, hour and a half of the movie is Adam Sandler uh, rolling up to a scene and yelling in... Like I said, the most obnoxious little Nicky voice. Basically being like, hey, why are you guys so fucking lame? And everyone's like, wow. I love this guy. Why didn't you tell me about your cool friend Donnie Berger before? And that's every scene. We have an extended was-up gag in the 2000s. <laughs> a baseball scene that lasts approximately an hour and a half where he's just Hitting dingers, and everyone loves it, and he's so cool, and he has the best jokes. And Andy Samberg, Han Solo Burger, he's just such a fucking dweeb, he can't even hit the ball. What a fucking loser. Oh, we get the bachelor party, where like, oh, one of his loser friends sets up a spa day. And this scene lasts about as long as the fucking Snyder Cut, until he's finally like, Hey, we should go to a fucking strip club! And that's another eight hours of just... and hollering around a strip club with Donnie Berger and the gang. And everyone loves him. Every scene is him being the most annoying person you've ever seen, and everyone being like, wow, this guy's so cool and handsome. We should all suck his fucking dick. He's hilarious. And that just goes scene after scene after scene. Then Vanilla Ice shows up, and you're like, wow, that's fucking weird. I'm sure he won't show up three more times. And then he does... And he's in the movie a lot in the end of it, and there's just a lot of this and a lot of this, and he's the coolest, and we're all laughing, we all love this. It's so great, and we get near the end of the movie. It's all the chips are on the table. We have found out that, oh no, you're only back in my life because you need money. Uh... He's like, no, 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 you don't understand, son. I love you. I'm going to make it right. I'm going to surprise your fiancé for reasons his fiance who he doesn't trust because it's an Adam Sandler movie so all women exist solely to bring the men down mm-hmm. and he sneaks into his fiance's hotel room and wouldn't you know it she's cheating on him and we open that door and she's fucking her brother <laughs> so this movie forces you to face like wait so like the molesting a child that's pretty cool but incest is where the line is drawn and it forces you to have this conversation with yourself is like, why is one okay but the other's not? Why is getting raped by your teacher for a month make you the coolest, like, the most famous man on the planet? Then the only way to accurately get across at the sister is
0: evil is because she's fucking her brother. This movie makes you think.
2: It sure does for two hours, Chris. Two hours, but don't worry. This, all the secrets are on the table at the wedding the wedding is called off and Donnie Burger and Han Solo Burger are father and son everything's gonna work out fucking freeze frame some shitty 80's hair metal band plays everything's gonna be great thanks thank you Anytime, s- buddy. so so
3: much are you just upset that I didn't assign a Boston movie to Chris
2: yes also, I didn't know this was a Boston movie.
3: Uh, same. I
0: forgot about this, but I do remember like the whole like, oh Rex Ryan's playing a Patriots fan. I remember like other Patriots fans were like getting mad about it. I was like, oh
3: gosh, that sounds like something mine. you guys would do. Like, I had
0: four wins last season. What are you getting mad about?
2: Like, imagine being in my shoes. And like the first fifteen minutes is just a child getting molested by their teacher, and everyone high fiving him. You get like the fucking Zoolander montage of him being the most popular person on earth. And then Rex Ryan is on your screen. <laughs> that was a lot to get through. I, I've gone through a gondola. I hope the Manticore is happy with what I've been through.
0: Now let's talk about Ghost Rider. Let's talk about
1: <laughs> Ghost Rider.
0: Okay, so the movie came out in 2007. This is a Marvel movie. And you gotta understand the state of Marvel movies at this time was uh, not the way that uh, they would have liked. Because like in two thousand two, you had Spider Man, and then you get Spider Man two, and like, hey, everyone loves that. Then Spider Man three came out, and people were like, oh, that's not very good. And uh, was it Iron Man two thousand eight? I think it was.
1: Yeah, like
3: yeah. Iron Man was after
2: this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that
3: I know a lot of people do this is like,
2: oh, did you know that nineteen eighty is actually further away from it? And you just stop reading because you don't care. Yeah. But the fact that this was a year before the Dark Knight feels impossible. Right, exactly. That feels... It feels 30 years
0: apart. This feel, Iron this Man is, was the next summer. Yeah, this movie is two years after Batman Begins. That's <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah,
2: exactly. This feels like it was made in
0: 1997. Yeah. When did, uh... When did it fucking, uh... Uh... The other, the director's other movie come out. What did uh, Daredevil come out? Well, Daredevil? Daredevil? Daredevil's oh, before this. Oh, 03. It was 03.
2: 03 or uh, 04, one yeah, of those. Else, yeah. Elektra had already come oh. out, and they're like, damn, Rex. man, oh. you're doing real good. Do you want to try this again?
0: And they did. So Ghost Rider, the, the idea of Ghost Rider, I thought I made a joke earlier in the podcast, like, Ghost Rider is the story of a guy who rides his motorcycle so fast he becomes the devil. It's not true. He, uh, he rides his motorcycle so fast that the devil employs him. Alex, you have a question.
3: Uh to the Joker, he's just regular Knievel. Oh. I'll allow it. Okay.
0: So basically in oh in the backstory that's read by Sam Neill, He uh, is or is it Sam O'Neill? Oh, uh, I
3: don't that. Keep, keep trying, buddy.
0: I feel like I'm a million I don't fucking care. Okay. He,
3: he's he's in the movie. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: That's I, I just forgot his name because <laughs> Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Okay. I, th- I thought that he was the one who became trans. Oh, it's Elliot Page. Never no All right, so. Uh, keep it. Sam keep Elliot. It, yeah, Sam Elliot. Uh, <laughs> He's telling a story about how the devil, every once in a while, the legends are true. And uh, one, do- one time, a guy rode his horse so fast that the devil couldn't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, why did he run on his horse away from the devil? Because the devil wanted him to collect 1,000 souls. For anyone.
3: Those- <laughs> I, I I fucking love that this whole opening is like basically just like a fucking HP Lovecraft story. Just like, yeah, the contract was so bad and I can't tell you what's in it. It was so right, horrible exactly, you just yeah. have to believe me. Yeah,
2: exactly. Who do we guess to- fucking this opening just reeks of like, hey, we screened this movie, no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. Figure it out, fix it. Cause <laughs> none of this fits in anything. He's in like three scenes and then just spoilers goes Alright, well, that was my last ride. Bye. And then he's just gone from the movie forever. <laughs> it's, it's
0: seriously it's like the origin story to the origin story. I would much rather watch
2: this version of Ghost Rider. Yeah. I wanna watch him in the Old West and Rounded Up Souls. Yeah, it's
0: Red Dead Redemption too, but with zombies. So Who says no? Yeah, right, yeah. So who do we get to play the devil? Peter Fonda.
3: <laughs> we've seen worse devils on this show. We, we to be, have. To be clear.
0: Uh, we've certainly seen better. You know, I was thinking about, like, because, like, the portrayal of the devil, that's kind of a tough thing to do. Like, what are you going to do? It's, it's probably going to be silly either way. I was thinking, like, you know who's a good devil? I forgot who the actor was, but it was, uh, what was that movie where Keanu Reeves plays it? Devil's Advocate.
3: Al Pacino. Al Pacino,
0: yeah, thank you. He was really good in that. He played, a, he played a great devil in that movie.
3: Yeah, what about our boy Lou Cipher? Well, I forgot about Lou
0: Cipher. <laughs> but, uh... I shouldn't have forgot about that loose cycle was great <laughs> but like in this one you get Peter Fonda who uh, who walks into a motorcycle rally looks around the garage and goes far out <laughs> I believe with all of my heart
2: if you had asked Peter Fonda like did you enjoy being in that Ghost Rider movie his response would have been the what? <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? I don't,
0: fucking
2: <laughs> I don't think I did that Certainly.
0: yeah no you were in it you were paid $750,000 oh Is okay <laughs> One of these movies where, like,
2: Tim is and you're like, is Peter Fonda a bad actor? What, what is this? <laughs> you know, the weird thing about
0: Peter Fonda is he used to be a guy who would try too hard in everything. Like, the guy, what was his, I think his first movie was, like, Easy Rider back in, like, 69, right? And they did, like, some other stuff. And, uh, apparently he was in, like, a Thomas the Tank Engine movie. He was, like, trying too hard there. We were like, what the Next fuck
2: is that guy's deal? Next week's episode.
0: Hang on a second. No, Thomas and the Magic Railroad. That could be in your... Where's it Magic? I don't know. But, like, then you see him in this is like, wait, that guy doesn't try. He's, he's not putting it in. What the fuck is this? He's not even, like, the main bad guy in this movie. It's Devil Junior. Who we'll get to. But, uh... <laughs> yes, we God will. We right. will get to Devil Dende. But, uh, that the,
3: that is that character is like the only thing I remember about seeing this movie in yeah. theaters as a teen. Yeah,
2: uh, it was just... very exciting to watch this movie and come across the exact moment I turned it off. The one time I tried to watch it, yeah. <laughs> he looks like me a... of all people being like, "No, nah, I can't fucking do
0: this." He looks like the lead singer. Of, was it My Chemical Romance or uh, Green Day or whatever? He looks like one of those guys.
3: I cannot believe this came out before Twilight. Right, That's all I'm exactly. about that. Yeah. He looks so much stupider yeah. than all of those people.
0: <laughs> so the basic premise here is that Johnny Blaze, who I thought, by the way, was the guy from Fantastic Four. Uh, it's
3: a little Easter egg for you, buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> same guy in both movies, kind of like a Stephen King thing. It's all connected, you see. Uh, he's a motorcycle stunt guy, and he performs with his dad, which makes it so much less cool and <laughs> <laughs> and he really wants to fuck his teenage girlfriend and uh, he, his dad's like nah come on wait for her to turn 18 at least and his son's like no I got into do it no so he decides to make a deal with the devil and leave his dad and run off with his girlfriend and they can have premarital sex and the devil's like oh now I got your blood on the of your soul and you're like I've seen this a million times get on with it and then his dad dies. I submit to you, the devil did not kill Mr. Blaze. He fucked up on his own. You see? Because he's like going up the ramp and he's supposed to go through like a ring of fire. Big deal done a million times. He just, he just slips on his bike and fucks up. That's on him. That's-
2: <laughs> this shit is so funny. He gives up his soul to cure his dad's cancer. And then that day he just fucking beefs it off yeah, screen yeah. <laughs> his dickhead dad's like oh wow I feel great and then tries to super McVarreal 900 and eats shit and dies <laughs>
0: he didn't even account for the angle of deflection <laughs> it's great cause like Peter Fonda's like sitting there looking at him he's about ready to like snap his finger makes him fuck up and then he's there he's just kinda stuck and he's like huh oh, okay save that for later
1: <laughs> yeah
0: he didn't even need to do anything. And then uh, Johnny Blaze decides, well, I guess I just have to age up really terrible. And he turns into Nicolas Cage with a bad haircut. And his girlfriend turns <laughs> into Ava Mendes. Out.
3: do you think Josh knew that that was Nicolas Cage at the beginning of the movie?
1: <laughs>
3: Actually, this movie forces you to ask yourself the question like, How old is he
0: supposed to be? Because if it's younger than 45, try again. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, that's. You know, one of my favorite scenes is Johnny Blaze riding a motorcycle. He jumps over a ring of fire. He lands on the on the ramp and he fucks up. And it like his helmet smashes on the ground. It's one of the better effects that I saw because it was like it it looked kind of really. It looked painful. It looked good. Yeah. Yeah. And all I could think about was uh fucking, it it was uh who was it? Norm Macdonald on that late night show with that snowboard. He's like. You know, actually, it looks
3: pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Wish we would add helmets then, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, turns out he's okay because I guess he's immortal. Whatever. Correct. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't drink alcohol. Instead, he has a martini glass full of jelly beans. This is a real movie. Uh, Bro. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that,
2: like, our introduction to him as a tortured adult, like, trying to live with, like, I don't know, like, am I just being protected or can I really not die? Like, Who am I living for? I get a second chance. Is like just a dude who watches monkeys on TV. Dude, when he walks into his own (laughs) garage,
0: it turns on the TV, (laughs) and immediately there's a chimp in a gi. Doing karate to another guy, and he points <laughs> and laughs at the screen like,
3: "Ha ha, 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 ha. It's, Even before that, when they're in the fucking bus on the road, and the guy's flipping through channels, and like, there's like a fucking nature documentary about monkeys. Like, wait, 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 no, go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I the guy I just won't fucking. Is Nick do on it. our
0: Discord. If we invited him? I, we should get him on
3: there. So I I have not looked up anything about you know this movie whatsoever mm-hmm. because why would I do that? Yeah. But my assumption for a lot of this is uh. That Nick Cage made next to no money doing this because it was a fashion it project. Because he loves yeah. he loves Ghost Rider so much. He has a Ghost Rider tattoo. That they had to cover up um, for this movie.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I just assume like some of the some of these are just artistic liberties that a, professional actor Nick Cage took. He seems like a jelly beans guy. He seems like a monkey watching guy. I just feel like that's just Nick Cage as Nick. Cage, I also feel like the they character.
0: probably had some sort of fidelity to the source material because if he's on it, he probably wants to be that character. He might have just so. like
3: <laughs> he might have just caped all those habits from the comic book. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. And you know, just like, like this is going to be my personality now.
0: Yeah. Well, he he likes comic books in general. Remember, he wanted to play uh, he wanted to play Superman, and he only got to do that in I uh, was it, the Lego Batman movie, I guess he was he did that, and he named his son kal El. If only he had named him kal El Burger, <laughs> which is on my <laughs> mind right now. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Eva Mendes isn't here. It's Eva, not Eve, right? Am I wrong?
3: Eva. Eva, thank you. Boy, is she in this. Oh,
0: man. What a... (sighs) I'd say she's very cute. You know, that's my opinion. I just think she's a I'm
3: gonna be honest. When I was younger, I didn't really get the Eva Mendes thing because like you know there was a while that yeah. you know people just talked about her like she was the hottest person alive and like going back and watching this again it's like oh yeah those people were right right yeah like, exactly <laughs> those people were 100% correct yeah what the
0: why didn't she become a big thing and then you look at like the other movies that she was in you're like oh <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh yeah she yeah yeah, like, yeah her th- what else
1: has
3: she been in like too fast too furious and blank right. the it's other like, guys yeah. and that's oh, it yeah. <laughs> See, after that's... three scenes in this movie you're like oh that's why yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: See, it was interesting to me because I I was reading the trivia apparently she put on weight for this. I was like, what? Really? And apparently what it was is because she doesn't really look very much like the character from the comic books, uh, she wanted to get as voluptuous as the character is, which unfortunately when I read that, it just flashed me back to the opening credits of Mallrats. I feel mm-hmm. so bad for the actresses who were in there because they were drawn in, like, the the really awful, like, Rob Liefeld like, buxom sort of way, where are just like well, spines don't bend like that, and no one's got two fucking basketballs nailed to the front of their torso, so. and, uh I kind of feel bad that she was just, oh, I have to make my boobers bigger for all the comic book nerds out there, but, uh, uh,
3: I also feel terrible yeah. about that, but I, I'm it's, also it's not awful
0: for all yeah, of us, yeah, also like you know what are you gonna do but yet, she's very pretty which led to the only part of the movie that I laughed out loud at and I laughed really hard at this there's a scene, so she ages up and she sees uh, Nick Cage again. And he actually, not only does he land the trick over several helicopters, he also drives really fast on the highway and be like, hey, go on a date with me. Come on, stop. And he almost makes them crash on the highway. <laughs> and are like, come on, please, go to a fancy French restaurant with me in my leather jacket. And she's like, okay, don't be late. And it does, like, the same thing you've always seen. The girl gets stood up at the nice restaurant and she feels really sad, blah, blah, blah. She, she like, brings a waiter over and she's like, do I look pretty and is like desperate and, like it's Eva Mendes just like, of the guy looks and goes eh. and I, I fucking died at that part dude I
3: was really hoping you were going to say you laughed at the uh, the cow reacting to them kissing dude I wrote that down
0: though by the way Eva Mendes Nick Cage kiss and a cow moos <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine being in the theater and you hear a cow booing after the kid? I'd be like Actually, I like, can,
2: buddy.
1: Yeah, Alex.
0: Can you
3: imagine that?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Were you in the theater?
3: I've, I saw this in a the oh theater. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, not I'm not saying it's like a bad. You know. name I, fucking, I saw oh, Daredevil yeah, I, in I, the I was, theater, so, you know, I was in fucking high school. Yeah, it was hey. like, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. See, like the think about I mean, this, I would have, like, but I didn't have friends. So, like, Ghost Rider looks. <laughs> oh, buddy, I saw this with my mom and her boyfriend. Hell yeah, dude! Third <laughs> their choice, not mine. Out no, <laughs> here,
2: <laughs> Mother, you it's been an
3: hour. Is he
0: going to turn into a <laughs> fucking Ghost Rider yet? <laughs> mom, where are the G- Christian Judeo values? <laughs> okay, so oh. <laughs> so uh, here's the thing, like Ghost Rider looks like, a, if I were, to, I'm going to do it right now, uh, if you just Google Ghost Rider and you go to images, it's a guy in a leather jacket with a flaming skull and a long chain, he rides a cool motorcycle and he kills bad guys, that sounds dope, I want to see that, it, it's like Spawn, right? But just like that, some things work better on the page, and they should not be converted to film. Because I don't what care for? who makes this movie. It, it could be Brian Yuzna. It's not going to look good. So it's a movie about a man
2: with a skeleton head on fire that uh, is the devil's bounty hunter. Yeah, but what if it's stopped Dead for like 45 minutes to be a love story, where they just keep missing each other?
0: Whoa, boy. Yeah, well, remember when we were kids? Oh, I still have that picture by my bed. It was like where is the skull on fire part? I want to see that. I was promised fire whips,
2: and I'm furious. Yeah.
0: Well, here's the thing. So, one of the things I like when movies do, and this movie actually does it and does it very well, is when the movie states its premise out loud and everyone hears just how ridiculous it is. She's like, Why'd you stand me up in the restaurant? It's like, Okay, so I made a deal with the devil, and my skull turns on fire, and I'm this bounty hunter. There's like, and she's going along and she's like, Alright. And is there anything else here? And that's why you weren't at dinner with me. Because you're the devil's bounty hunter and your skull lights on fire. You use chains. And that's also why I care. Fellas put
3: this one in the notebook.
0: Yeah. I I like when that happens and then she just drives away. I was actually you know how you make it funnier? She goes like okay, I can go with that. And the thing is like she plausibly could have because she's the one who brings up fire and brim like sulphur and brimstone at the crime scene. Which, by the mm-hmm. way, right off the bat, if I'm like the station manager that she's working for, I'm like, you're off the case. I mean, you don't fucking. Do uh, and she was also interviewing that fat girl who was just like, yeah, his skull was on fire. And then was that the fucking girl from Cats? Rebel Wilson was that Rebel Wilson? Oh yeah. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Wait, is it actually? I'm ninety percent sure. I mean, it sounded like her, and it looked like her, and A it was movie came like out her. like.
3: Twenty years ago, dude. Like, yeah. Well, see, that's, a, that well, see, that's the
0: thing. Is like Rebel Wilson. She's uh, she's a little bit older than uh, I think. A lot of people. Uh, no,
2: I'll tell you exactly how it happened. They filmed it in Australia, so she was just yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah.
3: that makes sense. I could, I
0: could tell. You look for fat and untalented and unfunny. You Look for uh, uh, Rebel Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm available. Oh, they right. should have got the guy from The uh, Day of the Beast to have his dad with the balls out.
3: <laughs> not to uh, not to distract from our Re- uh, Rebel Wilson hate hating, but uh, we gotta talk about the villain. Oh yeah, we Billy have Devil to. Junior. We have to. Day?
1: Who <laughs> the we- fuck is this?
0: this? Billy Joe Armstrong. Uh,
3: honestly, this is like a sub sci-fi channel villain like the way that this character is acted the way like the way he just does like the Matt Smith face morph (laughs) and Morius like 18 (laughs) fucking times in this movie (laughs)
1: like
3: (laughs) if you put a gun to my head
2: and ask me to get like tell me what his name starts with I've gotten nothing like I, it? like, <laughs> I think It's Blackheart, isn't it? Was it I Those are two completely different answers. Um, I hope it's not
3: Dark boy, personally. Can we... Can, can we... While, while we're on the subject, can we... Can we also talk about his crew?
0: Yeah, we gotta talk about his crew of flunkies.
3: <laughs> for I, real.
0: Jesus One Christ. of those guys has I, the longest, striggiest hair. He looks like... He looks like one of the guys from fucking, uh, what was that metal band we watched a documentary of?
1: Oh, Guar. Yeah, he looks
0: like a Guar guy. Correct.
3: One of these guys is just, like, a Rasta with pointy teeth. Yeah. One of them's, like, a bald guy who I guess has some superpower. And then the other guy's just really wet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> these are the most D-tier villains I've ever seen in my life. They are beyond
3: worthless. But you know
0: what the, that guy's power is? Devil Jr.? His, his superpower is he turns the mountains blue. That's how they introduce him. The guy's drinking at a biker bar from fucking Full Throttle. And the mountains start turning blue on his beer. He's just like, what's going on? I like my beer lukewarm. And the devil turns him cold.
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's... That's, that's, that's
0: him. That's his superpower. And, uh... Ghost Rider Man has to team up with go straight two to uh, <laughs> to stop him. Sam Elliott is over there the <laughs> It's a fucking
3: mid credit scene of, of Sam Elliott just pounding down even men. <laughs> 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 she takes out, a,
0: she turns out the picture of Nick Cage She brings up one of Sam Elliott. And goes, no, you
3: can even call me Ghost Rider.
0: You don't even have to go through that awkward reintroduction. <laughs>
1: Johnny Boys told me all about you guys. Once <laughs> I had
0: a beer restaurant. <laughs> um,
3: I'm so happy Chris understands these yeah, jokes no, finally yeah. <laughs> So
0: Devil Jr. Uh, says Papa, he's coming after me <laughs>
3: I, yeah. So, just, just to, to clear something up for the listeners Who are probably very confused As to why Devil's Bounty Hunter is fighting the Devil's Son uh, The Devil's Son is more evil, question mark? Well, he's, he's naughty. Um, he's not obeying Papa's orders. This would be like a bad uh, he, he villain went, for Galactus. He, he went to Earth, cause, uh, and uh, you're not supposed to do that if you're related to the devil, yeah. I guess.
0: I, I think one of the so guys anyway. says to Devil Jr., you will be fallen as well. I'm like, well, if he's coming from Hell, he's climbing up, right? So he's not falling down at all.
3: Um, I'm glad you brought up Hell, because Parker and I need to uh, have a very specific conversation about Ghost Rider's power to make people see all the souls that they've hurt.
0: <laughs> what the oh, yeah, that's shit.
3: And, the- and how much it resembles Kenny going to hell in South Park. <laughs> okay, yes,
0: 100%. I gotta play that song. <laughs> hell is it good, hell isn't good, hell. <laughs> that might actually be my favorite song for that movie. Like This it, movie has really good. a
2: gorillion problems, but the biggest one is like, The Big MacGuffin is this contract worth like a thousand souls and once he gets it he'll be all powerful and he'll be able to defeat his dad but it's like like i'm not a super religious person but like mephistopheles is a thing that's been around for like, forever right yeah I think so. that man doesn't have more than a thousand banked already he's been around since like the dawn of time What how many souls hey, has he gotten saying it doesn't that. sound
0: particularly <laughs> difficult to collect the souls either
2: yeah, I'd, I'd give mine up now to, like, not have to pay rent for, like, two months, man, at this point. Yeah,
0: it's, this sounds, like, kind of easy to do. I and mean, he's, apparently this guy's just really, maybe that's why he was like, he's the Tommy boy of the Devil family.
3: Yeah, but, like, <laughs> they also said that this is, like, the first Ghost Rider the Devil's made, like, 150 years. Like, he seems bad at this. Yeah. It's, it's just a really shitty Devil. I think a,
0: Devil Jr.'s right. Yeah, so, Ghost Rider <laughs> teams up with Ghost Rider too, and Sam Elliott rides a Devil, or I guess they call it a Nightmare. And uh, one of them says to the other, I just hope you can keep up. And they, they go riding, like, not that fast into the desert. <laughs> I was like, they go a cool 55. <laughs> <laughs> but again, another instance where it's
2: like they're riding down on his fucking horse that's leaving a trailer fire, and you're like, Bro, we're an hour 25 in. This is
0: too little, too late, my yeah, man. Like, gnats are flying out of their way, you know? <laughs> like,
2: he does not turn into a ghostwriter until, like, minute 50 of this two-hour movie, Yeah, which is... You
0: get, like, a classic Nick Cage freak-out, which, uh, by the it... way, one of my favorite moments is where he makes silly faces in the mirror while somber music plays. <laughs> my favorite bit of trivia Always
2: is that he actually got shredded for that scene, and then no one believed it was real, so we just stopped doing it for movies.
0: <laughs> what a legend, honestly. Oh, that rules. Uh, yeah, those were his abs, so, uh...
2: And everyone's like, I was just CGI, Is like, alright, fuck it. Yeah, why am I working well, yeah. out?
0: Uh, the, the entire, like, last act of the movie is just a mishmash of fucking CGI bullshit nonsense. I did like where Eva Mendes blew off the devil's skull with a single-barrel shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was like, saying, I why didn't you do that before? And then his head grows back, and went, like, oh.
2: I did a brief bit of research and I was not surprised to find that uh this movie was supposed to come out like in 2005 and the 2006 and then 2007. Yeah. And they went after script after script after script after rewrite and they were rewriting as they shot it and there were reshoots afterwards like yeah that makes sense cuz this movie doesn't make a single goddamn bit of sense. Yeah. Whole- it's like a rom-com that where the last 20 minutes is ugly CGI yelling at each other.
0: Yeah. I mean, the whole thing looks like someone worked really, really hard on the CGI, and then they threw out that person's work and they had someone else do it.
2: Why does his head keep changing sizes?
0: Which is weird, <laughs> because apparently this is actually based on his skull shape.
2: Why does um, he sometimes look like the dude from
0: Beetlejuice? Alex, do you want to be the, uh, the guy who does the skull shape measuring in Hollywood? Also, you have a question.
3: Um, well, first of all, yes. And second of all, uh, to answer your question, Parker, about why his head keeps changing sizes, it's directly proportional to the amount of tight ends that are on the field. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never well, get sick of it. Well, speak- really
0: <laughs> Speaking about football, uh, I guess we might as well go to the game of games now. So.
3: Yeah, well, the movie just sort of ends. Yeah, the movie just like, kind of
0: stops. Uh, it doesn't really. Well, De-
3: Devil Junior gets the contract, so he collects all the souls. And now that he has souls inside of him, Nick Cage can use his magic on him. Yeah, he, and then the devil's like, "Hey, thanks for helping to stop my shithead uses kid. The I'll take my powers back now." Him. Yeah. I'll take my powers back now, yeah. and then Nick Cage says no, and then the movie yes. ends. Uh,
0: no, and the devil's like, oh, right.
3: "I'll get you for this."
2: Like, this is a movie of that era where it's like, "No, no, you need to see how he gets his iconic jacket with the spikes in it." And like, <laughs> "Hey, man, no, store. I fucking don't. I absolutely don't." Uh, look, this is all just a stopgap, so we can watch *Spirit of Vengeance* next week. Had to be done. Right, yeah.
3: yeah, and now we know the lore, yeah. sort of. Yeah.
2: Do I? Because I'm more confused and than when I started. Yeah. Don't, don't I guess you have to rewatch that. I, under- I understood more about Ghost Rider when I played Ultimate Alliance like 10 years ago. I'm more confused now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alright, the
2: game uh, of games. Yeah, That movie. Uh, Black yeah. Panther now weighs 15 out of 10. <laughs> Watching these two uh, back-to-back days really made you appreciate like, yeah, even like the most dog-shit new uh, MCU movie like, at least it's a movie. This is yeah. this is fucking wretched. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch Black Widow before I watch this again oh. but uh let's All hope right. it doesn't come to that 3.30 <laughs>
1: motherfucking
3: <laughs> so uh, uh last week in the game of games uh oh boy Parker and I were able to add some some extra rounds to things which Chris was not happy about um let's see how that worked out for everybody. Uh I'll go ahead and bring this up. Alright, so let's just let's just go down column by column, okay? okay. Alright, let's start with me. Alright, Giants win, Dolphins win, Titans win, 49ers win, Bills barely lose, Steelers times three, win, Buccaneers times four, win, Panthers times five, win. Lions times six win. <laughs> Parker, let's do you next. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, for the Parker. Chiefs win, Cowboys loss. Yeah. Vikings win. Rams loss. Colts win times two. Hell yeah. Commanders win times six yes. with the NFC East multiplier. Yes, sir. Packers win times four. Jaguars loss. Broncos loss. I forgot I hedged my bets at the Packers. That was a good choice. Good job, me. Some like I call. know
2: my own dog shit team.
3: Alright, now let's see how Chris did. Uh Eagles, loss. Bears, loss. Raiders, loss. Seahawks, loss. Falcons, loss. Chargers, loss. Saints, loss. Cardinals, win. There you go. On the board. And the Browns lost. So our totals (laughs) for the week. (laughs) I have 23 wins. Parker has 3. Yes, sir. (laughs) Chris has... Negative eight. <laughs> Y'all ever think
2: about death? More <laughs> the show implications for going
1: negative eight.
3: Um. So, oh, there are none, however, because my teams went over 500... I, I have to make somebody spin the wheel. Down to right.
1: one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're lucky you're positive, buddy. I'm very lucky. <laughs>
3: um, and also, because Chris's teams were well under 500, he has to spin the wheel. So let's just go ahead and do that let's,
1: first. Let's do it. Oh, oh, shit.
0: Uh, this
2: is okay. the best
3: idea you've ever
0: had. <laughs> okay. okay. In, in, count me down. three, two, one... <laughs> I really don't want them. Whoa, that
2: was cool! <laughs> hey, man, you want to watch Dogma?
0: <laughs> I I don't have a choice. I already had another one. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, so I guess so. For those will be at home, future. Snoochie <laughs> Bougie's, indeed, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh,
3: I've got to make somebody spin, and in the essence of fairness, I'm going to make Parker spin the wheel for my in one Great. week. Like it's, it's you know, go ahead and count me down. Oh, wait a second. Uh, in
1: three, yeah. two,
0: one. I don't know why I almost started
3: counting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anything in French. Man. Oh man,
0: lucky for Parker man, I... can't be something from the list.
1: <laughs> God
3: damn it.
0: <laughs> uh, Parker, I recommend uh... no, never mind. When you're not I recommend make... you fuck your own face. <laughs>
3: It's fucked up, because, like, Parker's never seen a movie in another language, yeah, so like, he could just pick a good movie. Yeah. Like, he could just watch Amelie or something. Yeah, I'm, wait, I'm like, waiting
0: be good. Uh, Forbidden Games from 1952, black and white, it's about kids. Oh, <laughs> oh French movie about kids, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm sure that's normal. <laughs> it's um, actually one of my favorites, so. Uh, So Chris, I'm just going to spare. I'm going to spare you the indignity of asking if you have anything you want to sign. Thank you for sparing me (laughs) that indignity. (laughs) (laughs) Parker, you want to you want to spend some of these now, or you want to wait?
1: Oh boy, you know what?
3: I'll wait. I'll see which Kevin Smith movie he picks. That's gonna. (laughs) Why would I burn one if he's going to watch it himself? You know. All right. Well, I I am going to use uh, some of my wins here. Ten of them, in za- to be exact, to make you two play a game. Oh, I hate games. All right. Um, so I've got three movies here with a theme. Okay. And uh, you guys, you guys are gonna cooperate. You're both. Each of you is gonna end up watching one of these three movies. Fuck. Um. And I will uh, let you choose to reveal one of these three movies. You can either reveal the movie behind door number one, the movie behind door number two or the movie behind Door number 3?
0: Uh, Parker, do you, how do you feel about 2?
3: Feeling good. Feeling confident. Let's feel,
0: can we reveal the movie behind Door number 2?
3: Okay, behind Door number 2 is a movie from 2001 called Invincible, in which oh, a Jewish sh- strongman performs in Berlin as the blonde Aryan hero Siegfried. This is a Werner Herzog movie. Well, it's, about... not, it's not
2: the Invincible I thought that was. Yeah, me neither. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, so, now that you've revealed door number two, um, Chris, I will allow you to pick door number one, door number two, or door number three. Give me door number two, that sounds interesting. Alright, yeah, you can take this one. Yeah. Um, Parker, you can have door number one or door number three. We're gonna go number three. Number three, uh, you are going to watch a movie from 2001 called Invincible. Uh... Let me go ahead and read you the plot synopsis of this movie that stars Billy Zane. Okay,
2: okay, okay. Oh, oh.
3: The Shadow Men are immoral beings of darkness and destruction. One such Shadow Man, Oz, is confronted by the White Warrior, a being of light, and given a chance to change his ways or die. After the White Warrior bests Oz in combat, she opens his heart to the power of love and charges him to find the warriors who are the representation of the five elements and will save the world from the threat of the Shadow Men and their leader, Slate. <laughs> Sounds I, incredibly good. Uh, you'll let me know. Absolutely. I'm sure. What be? And behind door number one was, of course, the Mark Wahlberg Invincible. Oh, right, so, uh, yeah. Which I haven't seen. It so. was there somewhere. Okay, right, Don't yeah. worry. Um, yeah, that worked out oh, fine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, for now, I'm not going to spend any more of my 14 points. Um, <laughs> regular Woodrow Wilson over here. Um... But uh let's let's get into the draft. Uh Chris, you have first pick this week by virtue of, you know, going one and eight. (laughs) (laughs) So uh (laughs) Great Here you go, buddy. Uh best of luck with this slate. Uh
0: let's look at oh. Uh oh. Oh okay I'm gonna go with Kansas City.
3: The Kansas City Chiefs. I just wanna make something clear it's not his
0: fault.
2: Yeah. It's, not, it's not, of course It's yeah, not. Yeah, it's it's not. It's, and actually, I'm not mad. You're actually the one who's mad about this. Yeah,
0: I've never actually been.
3: Well, uh, I
2: will uh, take my bills. I will take Case Keenum. could possibly go All out.
3: right, bills off the board. I first and foremost will take the Baltimore Ravens, who are playing against Baker Mayfield this oh, week. F- <laughs> ah, I should. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I should. This is what
0: happens when we don't research. <laughs>
3: I accidentally researched that okay. one, and I will also take my Eagles. that's probably the right call. I mean, they're they're playing fucking Chef Saturday. <laughs> hey, <laughs>
1: like, one and zero, baby. Yeah, two undefeated. <laughs> one of those teams, teams won this two week. Defeated, yeah.
3: <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right uh, Parker, you are back on the clock. Oh, Wolf, dude, Lions
0: are right there. Oh, they are right to, there.
3: We'll get to them. because I'm gonna take my Niners right now.
2: Because that's uh,
3: the correct yeah, pick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let me see who are the who are the Raiders playing. I'm going to take the
3: Raiders are playing Russell Wilson. Dude.
0: Oh, I was I was all set to be like, oh, they're a weak team. I was like, oh, make it, maybe take oh, a I safer, mean, you play. know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's not a whole lot. Yeah. Of- <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Minnesota. All
3: right, the Vikings. Correct. Yeah. Um. Funny note on that game: oh, the Cowboys no. are somehow favored. How in the fuck, yeah, dude? I don't know. Yeah, Minnesota <laughs> won't run the ball, so it'll yeah. be fine.
0: Yeah, they, they yeah. don't have like a good running back. Right? Oh, I got not really even bad. in the top yeah, yeah, fifty.
3: Uh, <laughs> <cool>. uh, <laughs> um, give me San Francisco. Already gone. Oh shit! Sorry, oh,
0: sorry, I'm sorry. I, I didn't do that. Uh, fucking. Uh,
3: it's not that I wasn't <laughs> yeah,
0: listening exactly. or anything. Uh, <laughs> I am going to take. Oh boy, these are some bad games. I'll take. Uh, I'll take the Giants. They're at home.
3: That's the biggest team in the NFL. Yeah, well, off the board. It? Parker, what do you got first? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying, man. I know. I know.
2: <laughs> I wanted, I'm just gonna take the Titans. Fuck it. Yeah. I know in my yeah, heart. All I. That game I would have if you didn't, yeah. but.
0: At this point, we have to pick against the
1: Packers. Fuck I guys. cannot take this anymore. Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 Alright, well, I'm going to start this off by taking the New England Patriots. That's a good pick, yeah. I we to go to the Jets, they're not... Yeah. They, God, they're going to break Zach Wilson in half. I can't yeah. Yeah. believe it. The Patriots are a bad team, but also, like... We I, saw what yeah, happened last time. So yeah, and uh, I will also take the Bengals. I was thinking about that. I was, I was thinking, like, As, either side. I don't know.
0: Um, but also, I like I don't
3: trust Pittsburgh's quarterbacks. I Kenny Pickett's really bad. Yeah,
0: he's dog shit. He's really
3: bad, dude.
2: I have not watched a second of Falcons this year, but I'm gonna take the Bears anyways. Because fuck, it's
1: it. fair.
0: Yeah. I speaking of someone who's taken the Falcons like three times this season, take the Bears.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Falcons are like five and five, dude. They've been pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they've even. also fucked me in the ass. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Denver.
3: All right, the Broncos. Yeah. And one more for double points. Yeah. Uh, can you get back to it real quick? Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. yeah. I want to take San Francisco again? <laughs> <Even though it's->
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: boy, this is. Oh, is it time to try to pick this Washington at Houston game? Dude? I'm staring at it.
1: I
0: am going to take Washington. My hell yeah, my nineties.
3: Well, also I was going to take. So, uh, hey, who's the Rams backup? Uh, John Wolford. What, what the fuck is that? That's a director of a <laughs> playoff <is> game. <laughs> He's won a playoff game. He beat he beat Russell Wilson. Oh, that's right. I won money on that game and me very happy. A uh, better question would have been who is the starting quarterback for the Saints this week because the answer is TBD. Yeah, I
0: know. That that's the one I was just like I can't I I never know who's fucking starting for those assholes.
3: I would fuck take the Rams, it, Rams yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's a yeah, good that's the kind of Rams. Cool. All right. All right. Who the fuck, do I want? Oh. All right. I. Fuck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah.
3: I am going to take the Falcons. And. <laughs> yes. The Dallas Cowboys. Quiet (laughs) pickles. We're supposed to get pickles. 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 I'm hungry.
2: (laughs) I just keep scrolling, hoping I, like, find a game that I missed. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I'm going to take the
0: uh, 49ers. (laughs)
2: My lions would not let yeah, me Yeah, right. This <laughs> crucial. I, I, feel I feel good about this one.
3: Yeah.
0: Did you spell lions correctly? Yeah. I think there's a scratch on my screen. I, th- I, th- I thought you spelled loins.
2: Oh, you didn't write <laughs> Super Bowl champion,
3: reigning defending. Right. Exactly. I uh, ran out of space in the, in the cell, yeah. but uh.
1: Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Can't hey, who are the Saints starting, buddy?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: You're about out of options.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna take the Steelers. That's probably it's one of the better picks on the board. Yeah.
1: Ugh.
3: Say it now, Say Chris. You, you trying to make up some points? No. no. Say the word. No. Are, are you, no.
2: Say the word. Are you? Are
3: sure? Are you absolutely sure you don't want the draft to continue? I am
0: absolutely sure I don't want the draft to continue.
3: All right, I am going to assign Chris a wheel spin. Fine. Fine.
0: <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> It's just gonna get worse for me. Right? <laughs> you had your chance to double down on Colt McCoy. <laughs> All right, uh, in three, two, one, go. I'm actually running. Movie out of musicals. musicals. I, I have that one already assigned to me.
3: And There's a lot. There, there are a oh, lot, yeah. but I,
0: I was looking through some of them, and after a bit, even I was like, "That doesn't count," you know. Like a movie had like two uh, songs in it. I was like, that, "That's not." Funny. It's, funny. it's yeah, it's gotta yeah. Be, but the actually, thing is, like, I know some good yeah. ones, so I think I, I got a couple in the, the holster. All
3: right, now Chris. Are you really sure you don't want the draft to continue? I am really sure I don't want the draft to continue. Are you absolutely positive you don't want the draft to continue? I am absolutely
1: <laughs> positive I don't want the draft to continue.
3: Alright, I'm going to save the rest of these.
0: Oh, man, door number B was like really, really hot. <coughs> oh, COVID coming back on you. You should have got vaccinated. Uh-huh. Alright,
3: uh, uh, Way ahead of you, buddy.
0: Alright, tune in next week for spirit of vengeance
1: oh
3: yeah, i love
2: cinema so fucking <laughs>
3: much. yeah cinema is very bon <laughs> i'm gonna look at my favorite french
2: movies because i got a couple here. i mean there's good ones that i wanted to watch but also probably on i'm the trying list. to i'm trying to have a funny segment here oh you could watch uh, cuties the french yeah it's french I just, I would
3: assume it was, because, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, look at it. <laughs> yeah. It'd be weird if it wasn't. <laughs> well, weirder.
3: You can also watch a movie that takes place in New Orleans, because we can't understand those people anyway. Oh, so, yeah. Like, they might as well Damn, I've already yeah. seen Porta Call I, New Orleans. Was, yeah,
2: fuck. there you go, <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to see Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but also...
0: I'm, tr- I'm trying to have a funny segment here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we'll do some research.
0: I would say, like, the one that I, I really like, obviously, Amelie is fucking have you seen that? No. Oh, movie's like actually, really really good. Like, the best yeah. movie. Uh I I do like Forbidden Games. That sounds bad. <laughs> it's about kids. Hey,
2: tell me about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's uh it's, it's uh, it takes place in World War II and uh I think a a girl gets like orphaned because her parents get like blown up and uh, she goes to live with this kid on a farm and uh he sort of helps her get over her trauma. And it's like really well written, really, really well acted and it's stuff. Uh, if you wanted to Actually wait Here's one Maybe he could do this one uh, it, it would be good content And you would hate it I think uh, So what Apparently one of the influences For Mr. Bean was uh, That fucking uh, I'm out <laughs>
2: Immediately I'm out Was
0: Was a fucking uh, that, that stupid shit That I hated um, the, uh, Oh Monsieur Hulot, Uh The Ulo movies Those movies Fucking blow dude I can't stand those uh, a lot oh, of. I'm gonna search French language comedy. Hang on. <laughs> Have fun.
3: Diabolical. I'm
0: looking movie. at some of these. Hey, oh, Jean Luc Godard can suck my dick actually. So we'll go with any of that.
3: I, I am reading some things about this movie that Parker has to watch. Um, that I did not realize when I found this. Uh, co produced by Mel Gibson and Jet Lee oh, What? Man. Oh. Um. <laughs> The the prison break guys in this. Hey, Parker,
0: do you want to like do like a little
3: trade? Nope. I trade for one of the uh, your the, the, oh, up the up second the, the second build actor is playing a character named Michael Fu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite kind of combat. I've seen most of it.
1: Uh, mine of these is movies, Eddie Walker, Gordo, but you know.
3: Lifted the skin, wooden. Oh
0: man, hey Parker. A lot of these movies aren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> You don't say. Yeah. Oh. The only ones that I had
2: any interest in were on the list, oh, wait. therefore. Wait, actually, you allowed. want
0: to see, like, a good one, one you'd actually fucking love. Uh, did you ever see Lo Samurai? No. Oh, you, th- <laughs>
2: you <laughs> didn't Dude, what's
3: that mean in English? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I'm sure I would love *Amale*, and whatever you fucking
0: say it, but, like, yeah. again, I'm trying to I'm here for the memes. Lo no, Samurai, you, you would actually, like, love. You, that's, like, right up your alley. Uh, I like Napoleon, but that's like eight hours. Oh, right. goodness, okay, that's right not happening. Oh, look, there's a French uh, animated movie. That's probably. Oh my <laughs> god, it would,
3: be, it would be so fucking funny for the the French movie space. You watch Napoleon Dynamite. It's, I'm gonna be honest. I considered it. <laughs> it's, it's in the back of my head. Wait, uh, but I actually, feel the
2: retribution will be painful. This sounds.
0: This sounds uh, weird, but like the one that I posted in the the spoiler channel, uh, "Les Tontons Flingueurs." Apparently, that's, like, really, that's, like, actually funny, and they use really funny sound effects for the, when they're shooting guns, and I I laughed at that video, so, could be for you. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, most of these movies aren't very good. It
3: it would also be a really funny bit if you watched, like, the French dub of Armageddon or something.
1: (laughs) It doesn't say I can't do that.
3: (laughs) It just has to be in French suffered through a regular movie if you want
2: man. I wonder what the French devil Godzilla
1: sounds like <laughs> alone <laughs> 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 oh, man, those good.
3: it's a real shame you already watched that Marcel Marceau movie
1: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> real shame <laughs> one of my friends made me watch that <laughs>
0: Oh, wait, the artist is French? That shouldn't count.
3: Uh, no, that's, that's yeah, Les I... Artiste, dude.
0: No, this is the artist. 2011 counts. <laughs> it's, it's on the... <laughs> this at <is just> chuckle <laughs> fuck. You can't possibly. <laughs> you can't just do that. Oh, wait, I heard City of Lost Children is good. I haven't seen it, though. I want to see it.
3: Well, maybe you should have got the space, yeah. then.
0: Well, maybe I'll just fucking watch it anyway.
3: Maybe you can, uh, maybe you could barter the French movie for a movie musical or a Kevin Smith See, movie. See, I,
0: I, if I give him one of mine, I'm gonna have to get like two of his. I've seen too many Kevin Smith movies. I yeah.
2: refuse to watch whatever the fuck yoga Hosers is. Right, sorry. exactly.
3: Has Has anybody watched that movie where Kevin James plays Sean Payton yet? Is it out yet? Is that out? I think that came out like a year ago. Trade <laughs> <laughs> Robert Bowser trade. <laughs> <laughs> I think that
0: came out. Well, now I don't have to watch Chasing Amy,
3: which um, is actually probably to.
0: fine.
2: <laughs> no, son, you get would, it, would it would it count if I <laughs> if I rewatch
0: Mallrats with the commentary?
2: You would if I watch Mallrats in French? <laughs> <laughs> How do
0: you say "Snoochy Boochies in French? Lay <laughs> <Les> Snoochy Boochies. Lay <laughs> silencio, Bob. Snoochy Boochies is probably French <laughs> for something. In that in that case a fifteen year old sleeping with thirteen to thirty year olds is probably like normal over there. They're like, Yeah, what's the joke? Yeah, I was gonna say that's yeah, just as fun. long as it's a hitman, it's yeah. cool. He gets raped in prison and everyone's just like, oh, may we
1: yeah.
3: yeah. We applauded for Han, Han. Han. It really
0: is an interesting background, no
3: He's only smiths.
0: Like a French dub of Batman the Animated series <laughs> uh,
3: It's already too long. <laughs> so so I watched a movie called Lay Joker.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that's the tea sis.